I don't know East Texas from Louisiana. And I don't know Alabama or where Atlanta lies, where Atlanta is tonight. Yeah, no, that, that was my impression was of him. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, person. It, uh, yeah. So we're going to get kicked off every 40 minutes because uh, I don't want to pay any money for this. I agree. It's stupid. <laughs> Hello? Hi. Hello. 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 All right. Hello. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Boys in the Know, episode 38. We're not going to do the clip shows, obviously. <laughs> So we're just going to go right into 38, and then uh, we'll figure out the rest later. Uh, this is obviously the next one coming out. I'm not going to edit two whole, like, old-ass episodes and then put out a new one. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and that's the sound of me popping my guavarita. So we're rolling. How's I'll everyone doing? I drink, too. What are you drinking on today, Mike? Well... I'm having Strawberry, the brand new product from Old New Orleans Rum, makers of Gingeru. It's everything you ever wanted in a Gingeru with a slight strawberry taste. Strawberry, give it a sip. Friends <laughs> of the show, Strawberry. It's funny, I did a show that was sponsored by the Tamaru the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the, the other one, the Tamarin one. And uh, so I got my bases covered. I just need, I just need the OG now, or, you know, original Gingeru. It's what OG yeah, stands yeah. for. <laughs> Did you know that OG stands for original gingeru? It seems like an esoteric uh, meaning for such a common phrase. Yeah. The only one that didn't work was their uh, banana roo. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't work. You didn't like it? It just wasn't good. They should do a gumbo roo. Mm. Well, doesn't, does, don't you need a roo to make gumbo? Well, you start with a roux. You start with that a roux. That would be funny if they, just, if they just put roux in a bottle and for people to drink. <laughs> yeah, just like 24 ounces of gumbo just to slam down your face when you're on the go. <laughs> there should be a little uh, baby kangaroo inside like a fetus. Mm, that would give it a little zip, that's for sure. It would, give it a, it would definitely give it a little zip. Not like a kangaroo fetus. You know, I like animal fetuses for science purposes only. I don't really want to eat them. I just want to learn from them. I bet you know? they'd be tangy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, we haven't done a show in about four months. <laughs> I want to say. <laughs> uh, maybe longer, but, you know, we I was putting out, you know, some stuff. Uh, but we haven't put out anything in two months. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I want to say, I think a lot of stuff happened in those, in those two months. Yeah, there was you, a stingray well, on Broad Street. There, that, okay, Mike, I was setting it up, but okay. Well, <laughs> we'll go right into it. There was a stingray on Broad Street. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to wait a little later to talk about it, but we could start with the stingray. Well, we can, we can wait. We can wait. Mm. It's from Can't, the Paleolithic era. You can't put that toothpaste back in the tube, my friend. <laughs> Once you mentioned that there was a stingray on Broad Street, you yeah. gotta you gotta keep going. People are like, "Whoa, whoa, where's Broad Street?" It's in New Orleans. You can't put, you can't put a stingray <laughs> back in the Gulf of Mexico. You think that's where it came from? That's the closest place it would come from, I guess. 
Mm, okay. I thought maybe from the Marini. It had to have swum, <laughs> swam up the canal and just like flipped out in a big like. You maybe they can fly. You don't think that maybe that that stingray pissed somebody off, and they got thrown out of a car, like they were already dead. No. <laughs> you don't think? Okay. Do you think it was fentanyl? No, that's possible. I think it might have been a, a fentanyl, fentanyl related. Yeah, that shit's that shit's lethal, man. It's getting everybody. That's true. Y'all ever fuck with fentanyl? No. Nah. No. Hey, good for you. No. Hey, I'm also proud of you, Mike. You? It sounds no. dangerous. Yeah, it seems like uh, low um, low rewards for high risk. You know? I mean, is it awesome? It's probably really good. Seems like you get a uh, real emotional. I probably. I mean. Speaking of fentanyl, <laughs> you know, we didn't put a show up for a while. And, uh, you know, I was gonna, I was gonna, but when? Do you want to tell everybody about our, because I, I, I feel like this might be something I'm not supposed to talk about for legal reasons, but one of the most liberating things about this show is not only does it not have a format, but it doesn't even have an audience. So right. it's really like kind of like a, a, a safe place for, for all three of us to just kind of sound off on whatever we want right so do you want to talk about (laughs) so i spent the day before thanksgiving with you win i feel like that's when things started to get a little hairy yeah and now (laughs) this is a good good as place as anywhere to record a a full confession and a full confession yeah online well i mean there's nothing to confess there's nothing to confess (laughs) you know no crime was committed and you can look at it from obsession the full obsession well look when it was you and me working alone at the factory right yeah uh just a a gorgeous day uh torrential downpour uh just on you couldn't see anywhere within like five inches outside you know you just was just like rain like would you say would you say that's that's an accurate description of the day it was really coming down it was, was nobody out it was just deluge nobody out but one guy <laughs> there was one guy out that <laughs> that fateful day and he was on fentanyl he was on fentanyl and i just want to i want to say guys it, it's not cute it's not a cute look to be on fentanyl just it's i gotta say fun. it's not fun it can be deadly it can be deadly i wish it was for this gentleman unfortunately he's still alive i see him every day <laughs> i've seen him i've seen him nearly every day since but uh yeah he definitely he definitely gave me and win a, a really really hard time <laughs> that day is that is that is that fair to say win yes and he's still on fentanyl even after that mm, yeah he hasn't kicked it he hasn't kicked it so if uh he you're out there listening buddy <laughs> i don't know i don't know where this is going i'm just trying to enjoy my guavarita guys what y'all do for New Year's? <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a slow day, too. We ended up closing the, the factory at 11. Yeah, and, um, you know, usually we manufacture good times all through the night. Right. <laughs> but we, had, we had to turn in early. I, I requested it off. I said, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to make sprockets on, on New Year's Eve. 
I yeah. just want to be. Uh, I want to be at home. Did you have a good time? Yeah, I had a great time. Did you stay up till midnight? Oh yeah. <laughs> I did. did you shoot off any fireworks? I didn't, but people were doing it. People were doing it. Well, you know, it takes a little bit of time to get your chemistry going again, but I think <laughs> that we're we're doing all right. I think we're doing fine. I know no one asked, but <laughs> just answering the question preemptively. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, so, so, so so little... Homer asking, like, how are the boys doing this new year? Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, are they are they all right? It's 2021. It seems like that's, I don't know, it's like an unlikely year to make it to. I never thought I'd, I'd, get, a, I'd get this far, you know? Yeah. Mike, you're a little younger. Maybe you, you, you planned out a little further than I did. When did you expect to live this long? You're 40. This was supposed to be yeah. the 40th episode. I failed yeah, you in that I'm, regard. <laughs> I'm supposed to already be dead, so we're, we're both behind the times. Yeah, I would say so. <clears throat> I never expected you, to still be alive. What's up, Mike? Someone read my poem when I was, uh, when I was uh, a, a youngster, mm. like around 12, and said that I was going to die when I was 16. First of all, who the fuck says that to a 12-year-old? That is real. I don't care what you think you're doing. <laughs> I, I think don't that's think they a, it as Wait, 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 wait. Was that's it, really unprofessional. Another 12-year-old? Yeah. What? Was it <laughs> another 12-year-old that told you this? It was like a 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I it thought it was... It was a real thing. But I... But I thought that I was going to die when I was 16, you know, and then I got to uh, the last days of being 16 and I told a couple of my, my friends that I was going to die. <laughs> and then later, due to completely unrelated circumstances, I can't really remember what happened, but I was, I was late to school. Mm-hmm. And then one of my friends was like, oh my God, he's dead. Oh, it and came true. Before I was like going to turn 17. See, that's eerie because... People don't know this at home, but I know this about you. You're extremely punctual. And one time you were like a little late for work and I was positive you were dead. I had like no explanation yeah. for it. It's like, he's always a half hour early. He's seven minutes late. He's dead. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of like it's kind of like you wanted him to be dead rather than admit to yourself that he could be late. I didn't want him to be dead, but I, I was I would rather him be dead than late, if that's what you mean. Yeah. Like I I, I also value punctuality, not for myself, just in other people. Um, I expect it of of everyone else. And um, when when he was late, I was like, this motherfucker better be dead. That's actually what I said. It, I made it seem like I was worried. I was actually furious. It's like, well, I that is what they say when you die. They say, like, the dead. late Mike Bowser. Yeah, Ooh. exactly. That's where that came from. Because they're the same thing, man. They're the same thing. But, yeah, I started drawing a picture of Mike. It's a pretty good picture. Like, kind of like a little memorial thing. Like, you know, I wrote, heaven needed a funny angel. And I put funny in quotes because I thought that was... I thought that was kind of uh, kind of made it more open to interpretation. Like, oh, he's a funny angel, <laughs> you know? Like, oh, what's wrong with this angel? Something's yeah, there's something picture. funny about that guy. Yeah, yeah there's something. It's funny. Like, had a lot of reactions. Yeah, people, and this is, shows you how how well loved slash maligned 
Mike is because people only <laughs> react one of two ways that to that drawing, which is prominently posted up in the factory for some reason. It <laughs> has been for months. Um, you know, people either like, oh, he died or, oh, good, he died. You know, like it's <laughs> never, it's never like, what is this? They're like, oh, shit, or oh, yeah. And there's only two yeah. reactions it gets. Which, I yeah, mean, I feel like Tom much. Sawyer when he like faked his death. Mm. Is that a friend of yours? <laughs> no, he's talking he's about the, the Rush song. Oh, he's talking about the Rush song. I didn't know a song could pretend to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. uh, you know, music's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you can kind of say about that. Music is unbelievable. You guys listen to any new music lately? Any new music? Anyone into anything lately? Mike? Um, I was listening. <laughs> one, of our, one of our coworkers at the factory was playing the pancake today over the hmm. speakers. And I... I had the observation that 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 uh, that cake is what Weezer could have been. You think that they missed the boat, maybe by not having like a little horn player. I think that cake sounds almost exactly like Weezer, but like uh, like more inventive. You say Weezer didn't uh, reach their full potential. I'm just Ooh. saying that Weezer's kind of a boring uh, sort of band. Now, are you talking about Green Album on? I would say I would say that Weezer is probably like more enjoyable to listen to uh, for me, but uh, that uh, Cake is probably a better band, like a more dynamic, interesting band. Right. Mm. Okay, I've seen both of them live in the '90s. I have to say, I saw Cake oh, yeah? with, with old '97s, and I saw Weezer with um, Dynamite Hack. Do you guys remember Dynamite Hack? They had that uh, Boys in the Hood cover. It's like a pop punk Boys in the Hood cover that was like no one needed. That was like their one thing. And then they play it till the end of the show. You just sort of like, all right, they're going to do it eventually. You know, they kept playing all these like bad other songs. And like, come on. Yeah. Sounds a little hacky to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was though. In the 90s, that's how you popped off. You just like played someone else's song, but like in your style. Should we do that for the podcast? Should we just do like an entire episode of a different show, but like do it like our way? Would that a get us? Podcast or like Golden Girls? See, I don't know. <laughs> should we do a Golden Girls? Well, maybe we should. Well, I mean, if we were to do that, we'd have to do something where we wouldn't get sued, right? I think it's a little different than like covering me. It'd have to be something that's like public domain, maybe. Golden Girls has got to be public domain. And they are very old, but I don't know if it's public domain. Yeah, Golden Girls isn't... I have the idea of doing The Great Gatsby. When does that become public domain? Do you know yet? Is that this year? This year. Ooh, that's going to be a hot property, man. People are, people are going to be making Great Gatsby left and right, but I think, I think we could have a fun twist on it. Yeah, instead of B author, you could be author B. Mm, it's B. Arthur, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm having a hard time pronouncing words. B. Arthur. <laughs> That's my favorite Golden Girl. B. Arthur. Um, what do you think? What do you think a B. book would be like? Like a book written by a B. Well, it'd be a lot like the B. movie. Fucking great. I didn't see that one. What? Do you even like Seinfeld? I. I mean, I don't know. I just didn't see it. Hmm. That's weird. I saw an opening day. There's a lot of people there. You weren't there? 
I saw the show Seinfeld, mm-hmm. and I saw comedians in cars getting coffee. Right. And I saw those comedy specials. You got to round it out. Them. You got to round it out with the B-movie, or else you don't really kind of get all the other stuff. See, the thing about bees is, and tell me if I'm wrong, I feel like the plot of B-movie would be like, uh, the bees are looking for pollen to uh, glorify the queen bee, and that's it. That's all they do. But is that what the, is that what the movie is about? No, there's like a they like go to like B school. There's like a graduation. See, that's what I'm talking about. There's no B school. <laughs> what do you know? If there was a B school, it would be scientifically documented by now. Yeah, that's true. All right, you got me. What there. is B movie going to be in the public domain? I know. I, I if all that's like the only reason I'd want to be immortal. <laughs> it's like the, it's literally it there's no other real good reason you just want b-movie to be public domain so i can release like a b-movie novella you know and just like not get jammed up legally for it you know well, do y'all know what the original b-movies were it wasn't like b-e-e it was just the letter b in movies mm. and it was like lower grade like shitty movies that you could i guess they were cheaper to watch or something they were cheaper to but watch could, like, they weren't cheaper yeah. to make they cost the same to make right but, but they were terrible. Yeah, you get a dollar off at the, the Cineplex. Right. They, you give them the money and they slide a dollar back. Like, no, no, this movie's it's a B movie. <laughs> Don't worry, pal. It's not one of the good ones. <laughs> yeah, look look how prominent this mummy is on the poster. <laughs> it's not going to be a good movie. I mean, I think those are the best kind of movies, but maybe cinephiles will disagree. You know? Mike, you fancy mm. yourself a bit of a cinephile. Well, I don't know if cinephiles would think that they're worse because, like, the, the, the more popular movies are usually uh, – don't really have a lot going on. They're not very well, interesting. A lot of dreck coming out of Hollywood, wouldn't you say? A lot of what? Dreck. Dreck? <laughs> dreck. Word? Oh, I think it is. <laughs> I think it means – Vacuum dr- cleaner. Like, D-R-E-C-K. I think it means, uh, like, crap. A lot of fucking crap. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of crap. Yeah, Mike. What, uh, Mike was raining about that movie Thoroughbreds. You saw? Wait, oh, you watched it? No, I haven't seen it, but I did watch some the trailer. What's you know, Thoroughbreds? It's these girls that are like horse girls, and uh, they oh man, fire to kill their stepdad. <laughs> oh okay. Is yeah. Allison Brie in that? No, no, uh, it's got that lady from uh, the Queen's Gambit. Oh yeah, yeah. I watched I one episode of that. Yeah. That's it. I might watch another one. I've watched a few. I, yeah, I watched not, the first I'm, episode I and I thought it was boring. Yeah, I haven't really like uh, got into it like the way people think it's awesome. Yeah, I'm just not there yet. I get it. Like, you know, the janitor is good at chess. You know, that's really cool. But I, but I, I started, I watched that one episode of that show and I thought like, you know, that lady that's in it, I thought, like, where have I seen her before, you know? Like, I feel like she looks familiar, but I can't remember what I've seen her in. And then I realized she was in that movie Thoroughbreds, which is one of the most, uh, like, haunting movies I've ever seen, I think. Hmm. Well, I should probably check and that out. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's her. Have you? She was creepy as hell. She got in the, <laughs> she learned chess kind of like from the janitor at her school. Have any of you ever done anything like that? Like, for me, like, you guys know I love wrestling. 
Yeah. And it's because when I was 12, I used to always wrestle the janitor. <laughs> cool. And I would like to, you know, I'd go to the basement and he'd be like, you know, he'd be already in the little, you know, the little trunks, <laughs> you know, he'd grab me in a little hole. They'd be like, ah, get off. And he'd be like, never. And he, he was hard to get off, man. Like, oh man. And like, you learn, that's how you learn. It's like pushing someone into the deep end of the pool to teach him how to swim. You know, Mario did the same thing with me in the basement, just being so, so rough with me, like right out the gate. Like, no, I'm going to treat you like an equal. And I, I always appreciated that. Mine's a little how different. That, how did that start? How did I start wrestling the janitor? Well, did he just attack you? Did he, like, bring you into the... <laughs> no, he didn't just attack me. He was like, you know, he'd buy me presents. and be like, oh, do you like wrestling? And I'm like, yeah, I like wrestling. It's like, oh, you know, I like to wrestle, too. You should come wrestle me. I'm like, oh. Like, this guy's offering to wrestle me. It's like, that's crazy. No one, no one's offering that. Of course I'm going to do it, you know? Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, so I mean, so that part of Queen's Gambit I like because, like, oh yeah, I learned a lot from the janitor at my school too. You know, that's pretty cool. But the rest of it, it didn't really resonate with me. I don't really understand chess. I mean, I, think, I feel yeah. the I wrestling is the game of human it. chess. You know, <laughs> the chess match. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a chess because if you make the wrong move, you're fucked. <laughs> you know, you're getting pinned to the ground. You know. <laughs> I miss those um, days. That's, that's weird, nice man. Memory. No, that's a nice memory. I think people just watch that show and they want to pretend that they are good at chess. Oh yeah, so there's a like, lot yeah. of that. Like yeah, chess. I get it. I know. Like if they did that show with checkers, it wouldn't be popular. <laughs> well, yeah, and the show isn't really about <laughs> chess at all. It's like it doesn't explain any of it. Or no, I got no it. tips. I was I had my notepad out. I'm like I'm gonna have so many tips. I'm gonna I'm gonna be so good at chess by the end of this just this first episode, and when I look back at the notepad at the end of the episode, blank, I didn't write anything. <laughs> so I mean, you tell me. <laughs> you know? are, but, you guys, are either of you good at chess at all? I don't no. even know how to play it. You don't even know how to play it? No, it's like a car, or <laughs> um, or like, or like having a credit score. It's just one of those mysteries to me. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Oh, I yeah. thought you were going to say one of the pieces is like a little car. It is, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know the pieces. I know like car, horse. Um, pumpkin. Pumpkin. <laughs> 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 the putties are the front ones. I know it. Yeah. Dude, we should make a boys in the know chessboard for our merch table. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, get a little big cartel situation going on. Boysandnode.bigcartel.com. If you're listening to this at some point, see if, if we did that. Yeah. <laughs> type, that in. <laughs> type that in and see if something pops up. And if it does. Or just contact something. the people over there and tell them that you want that. Mm, that is true. That's the best way to get anything done is to call, call people up and tell them to do something. Senators. Yes. Yeah. Others. It all Senators. Yeah. You know, <laughs> members of Congress. Yeah. Hey, man. Speaking of. <laughs> do we even talk about that is that even important it seems like it's weird to not address that like they try to overthrow the government but i guess we're not really qualified <laughs> it's I mean, weird. we can talk about it it seems like uh you know i know that was a couple of days what ago our, what i know what are what our boys in the know uh, take is on it like they they want to know yeah exactly now when you were there <laughs> right so, so you got the inside track 
What's we're, it we're, like inside the Capitol building? Well, it's very ostentatious. Mm. And it's all, the, the whole government's fake anyway. So it's like, I don't think the threat was real. Right. But we're in between phases. There should be another, the next phase is the 17th, which I guess is a couple of days from now. Oh, yeah. And all three of us are going to be there for that. Yeah. Well, there, I mean, <laughs> we, we, took, we all took capital. time off. Yeah. But, um, uh, what's the yeah, 17th? Um, the three days be before the next, inauguration. The of, <laughs> they're going to have uh, more stuff going on at all the state capitals and more armed insurrections and violence. Mm, I, you know, you know what's funny about the whole thing, honestly? It's like I'm not even opposed to people getting in there and being the shit out of Senate. <laughs> and then like, you know, like those people should get the shit kicked out of them, but not like this. <sighs> You know, <laughs> I, I, I like I agree with the idea of storming the Capitol and just kicking the dog shit out of all those people. But except AOC and all those people. But then like <laughs> I don't make that clear. Um, but like this is not the reason. There's so many things to be mad about. So many inequities. But they're just like, oh, because, you know, we, our guy lost. So we're mad right. now. That's fucking that's baby shit. That's what babies yeah. do. Yeah. So I don't really, I can't really vibe with it because I'm not a baby. I'm an adult. You know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm a fucking adult. I can't yeah, drive. I'm, I'm also not like a like a like a like a militant fascist. You're not. You know what? That's why we're friends. That was one of the first things I noticed about you, Mike. <laughs> You're not a militant fascist. Then I met Win. I was like, oh, another one. meeting two so close together was wild i was like this is cool i'm a fascist but i'm not a militant one no i know i i was emphasis on militant for you you're just like a you're like a cool fascist you know you're just like you're like laid back i'm a i'm a i'm a face cyst like i have a cyst on my face oh okay that's that's why you're not militant you can't uh it's hard to get out there can't leave no, the house it's looking like this. No. The face is not a bad place you're to like, assist. You're I like the, say. the Quasimodo of American fascism. Mm. <laughs> Hunchback. <laughs> For our listeners at home. <laughs> the Hunchback. They got to explain to everybody. Yeah. I'm Brian McLaren, and I'd like to show you my technique of using photonic therapy to treat a person. If you'd come in and take a seat, please. I use a gas lift typus chair without arms. We'll show you why later. And I'll lower the chair to suit the ladies. If you'd take your shoes off, please. My, my torches are kept in a disinfectant between clients so I have a nice sterile unit to start with each time and place the torch on the point for five seconds one two three four five finding an anatomical landmark like the knobby bones of the ankle fall into the hole behind the ankle one two three four five this is the most important point in the whole body and it does everything it'll raise blood pressure lower blood pressure 
increased stomach acidity, lowered stomach acidity. On the arms, there's five points. So there are six points on both legs, of course, and five points on both arms. So we'll mark these. And I always make the joke that once I've marked a person, they're not allowed to have a bath for six weeks. It saves on soap, and they'll find out who their friends are. So we have six points on the legs, five on the arms, and three down the back. The last point I treat, and the top of your trousers. <laughs> and uh, the light will go through the white cloth, so we can sort of go through white or red, but if the lady had uh, dark colored dundies on, we'd just have to move them sideways. <coughs> so now it's just a matter of treating whatever the specific problem was, either bad knees or whatever. Thank you. Do you guys remember when uh, the Notre Dame Cathedral caught on fire and everyone, uh, that was like the biggest story in the world for the whole day? For like one entire day is how long I was able to capture the imagination of the general public. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> that such is the news cycle, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, oh, I can only feel for this, like, uh, one of the oldest cathedrals in the world <laughs> for so long. Yeah, it actually was, like, kind of, at the time, you know, it's like, oh, that's a shame. That building's, like, you know, a thousand years old. It's, like, very largely damaged now. Mm. And uh, that sucks. Right. But it actually was a great day, if you think about it, because it was, like, one of the few days you could look at the news in the past couple of years and, like, just see something about, like, a building catching on fire, not, uh, like, the world falling into chaos. Yeah, because, like, when it's a Wendy's or a police station, it's bad. <laughs> you know, you don't want any of those to catch fire. Yeah. But this thing, it's just, like, we could all kind of agree, like, Oh, this is historical. You know, no one's mad at anybody over it, at least. You know. Well, the craziest the <laughs> yeah. craziest thing in the news is that so many people have died that the life expectancy is now like gone down by like a year or so. Hey, that's pretty cool. <laughs> no, you you laugh, but that's I mean, I don't know. Why would you wanna? <laughs> You know, <laughs> what, right, what, no. what do we all have? like the city that we live in? And that's uh, for the purpose of the show, New Orleans, obviously, it's going to be uninhabitable, uninhabitable, unlivable. You can't live here. You will not be able to live here in 50 years. It's just not right. going to be possible. You know, it's just going to yeah. be it's going to be uh, underwater. Right. So, that's the whole reason. Like people are like, "Oh, what's the format of the show?" It's to document New Orleans become before it becomes the modern day Atlantis. I tell that to everybody. Yeah, and I, I want to be like over halfway there. Oh, we're so close. These, these I are don't our stories. Seventy nine. Yeah. 
and then it's gonna be just basically like what i assume the movie aquaman was like i didn't watch it but i kind of get a vibe i know what it's about <laughs> i watched i watched a little clip of it today and i was just like Whoa, Wait, today? that's what it was Wait, yeah. you watched a clip of aquaman today yeah <laughs> how did that come up <laughs> I, don't You're know, like, I, I, I landed there on stuff you know i just i don't like to search for videos i just click on the next thing that it suggests you just like jason mimosa and yeah like jason M- momoa Ooh, you pronounce it the right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sir, Joe. Damn. All right. Well, you know what? I had that coming. No, I like Jason Mimosa too, but you know, yeah. I gotta give give credit where credit is due to the drink that has orange juice and champagne, and to the guy who <laughs> has aqua in his name. It's not even the best alcoholic beverage of orange juice in it, though. What do you think it is? Brass Monkey. Hmm. Come on. <laughs> like, please. You know, three parts. I feel like that got a Saint lot. Ides. <laughs> you know, I do mine with St. Ides. I haven't been able to do it since I moved down here. If I ever end up back north, I'm just going to just drink St. Ides all day long. That's a real Bronx type of uh, thing to say. Thank you. Uh, running out of time just means we'll end in 10 minutes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't care. I'll just start Fine another one. I'll start another one, and then another one, and then another one. Uh, I guess I don't have to be like that about it. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Zoom is listening. Like, oh, I got me. Yeah. He found the loophole. He could just start one over. Do they let you start it right away? We're going to find out. This little ticker here is really freaking me out. <laughs> like a... They lock you out for uh, 20 minutes or something. Uh, that would really, that would really, really put a crimp. Is that it? A cramp? A cramp? Do, you have to, do you have to send out a whole new invite and everything? Oh, baby. Yeah. And we're going to do it the same way. I'm just giving you a fucking URL and screenshot and the other stuff. I'm lazy. I don't know why I think that's easier. It felt easier. All right, let's do predictions. Does anybody want to predict that everything's going to be fine? Oh, end? yeah. Oh, I would never predict that. <laughs> I feel like that is... With the podcast or with the world? Both. Uh, Go. Either, either one. I think it'll be all right. Podcast, no world, yes. <laughs> That's my official prediction. Podcast, no world, yes. I think this is going to be a tremendous failure, but I think we're going to get through it as a society. <laughs> society is going to be okay with the fact that we failed our podcast i didn't say that i think there's going to be a lot of heat on us for dropping the ball i think a lot of people wanted us to do this and it's like oh. you know eliana asked me every every time i see her when there's going to be a new boys mm. shut up eliana like, and i always have to be like eliana i do not know that's like asking when Soon. she's going to have a new uh outfit she always has a great outfit on. What are you talking about? It's like, it's like next time you you see me, baby. One of the she sharpest dressers on So What's that? Sorry. <laughs> she got me into raisinets. She got you into raisinets. Yeah. So wait, when I tell you to try raisinets, you laugh at me and you call me gay slurs. But then somebody That's else, true, yeah. somebody else for doing that. Yeah. First of all, calling me the the big F was. That was heavy, man. I just wanted you to try some Raisinets. Well, see, the thing was, she bought the Raisinets for me. So it was like, I was just like, okay, well, I guess I'll try it if I already got them. And I did. And they're pretty good. They are good. 
they're um they're for our listeners at home they're chocolate covered raisins and they're they're quite fantastic no i don't think raisinette is the right word for them though okay hit me with what you because raisinette sort of implies that they're like they're like tiny raisins or or like woman raisins (laughs) 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 like oh these just like girl raisins like no they're they're covered in chocolate which honestly same thing they should just call them cocoa raisins you would think that's this is like you and your masturbation tube instead of fleshlight i don't know if this is actually a catchier name what remember that you said that fleshlights i'm a big fan of the show i <laughs> you said that fleshlight was not a good name for it and you recommended it be called a, right. mas- a masturbation tube well it's not really a light is it or you know flesh. You know, it's definitely not Fletch. Although in the future, I feel it'll be closer to what we could have in terms of like, uh, like you know, a tactile sensation of flesh. I think the fleshlight is going to be closer to uh, you know something that you could. It's like a, like an achievable uh, flesh. Um, you know, like everything else is going to be like on a screen. You know, mm. it's twenty twenty one, baby. They could call it a gash grip. Oh, see why? <laughs> why? I gotta say that smokes masturbation tube. <laughs> I mean, I like how literal it is, though. Like, you know, that's like when it, it when it becomes like so popular that you can buy it at a Walmart. It's definitely gonna be called a masturbation tube. You know, like great value masturbation. Yeah, tube. that's gonna be the great value flashlight. This is nobody's pussy. Like, I know usually when you buy one of these, it's supposed to feel like. I'm going to throw a name out there. Angela White's pussy. And, you know, it's like, yeah, like, oh, that's great. I would, you're like, oh, I want to know about that. You know, I mean, you're not, you can't even like slap her hooters around. So it's not even that cool. But I, I are feel. Are they making fleshlights now that are designed off of, uh, of yeah. like porn stars uh, junk? Yeah, that's very common. That is definitely a thing. That's weird, man. It's not if you want to know the deal. How do you even know it's true? Oh, now that's a good point. <laughs> How do you even know it's true? <laughs> Is this really their pussy? No, but <laughs> it's not. It's not their vagina. Well, you could start by getting several of them and see if they're different at all. Now you're talking. We should do that. Is this like having an arsenal of masturbation tubes? Of <laughs> different? We get all our favorites. We write their names down. I'll buy them. It won't, really? even show, it won't show up on your credit card statements. Let it show up on mine. Then okay. you got to do a, a blind taste test. That's right. And then I sneak my butt in there, and you guys are going to be so mad. <laughs> 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 You're like, wait a second. This one's extremely hairy. <laughs> I mean, nobody likes, being, nobody likes being tricked. Yeah, well, that's the only problem, I know. I would have just came at you guys normally. <laughs> you would have been all right about it. It's the fact that you lied that made it so bad, you know? If I would have just, like, presented my bussy in an honest way, you guys would have just been like, oh, okay. Did you say bussy? Yeah, like, <laughs> boy pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, guys, <laughs> you guys don't call it that? I've never heard that expression, no. What? Mike, when you've heard that expression. Um, Bussy? <laughs> You never heard bussy before? I'd be so mad if you guys are... Are you guys yanking my chain? 
<laughs> I'm not yanking your chain. Is that supposed to be some kind of a double entendre or something? I, uh, <laughs> if you want to get to the book, you got to yank on my chain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Well, look, we got three minutes left in phase one of this recording. I'm sure we're going to do at least two, if not three. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. We could do like a phase two and then go back to a modified phase one. Oh, <laughs> which is the fucking. <laughs> and you know, having passed Le Bon Pomp on my way home from getting a cheeseburger. Um, uh, sorry, it's totally cool. Sorry, that's a text I'm sending. I'm reading it out loud. It's totally cool. That's what I just told someone. Uh, <laughs> I'm really <laughs> laid back that way, you know? And shout out if you get that. If I sent you that text, just know it is totally cool. Uh, it's totally cool. It's totally cool. You have no, yeah, you do. I gotta disagree. Oh, what's up? <laughs> no, I don't know. You don't think it's totally cool? No, I'm just messing around. Uh, okay, well, you got it. Another two minutes to horse around. Any final this remarks? Will, this will work out uh, really well. We'll have get to have like a little bathroom break and then come. Do you back want a bathroom break? I was, I was gonna, I was gonna forbid you to use the bathroom in the break, but. <laughs> If you really want to, I'm not a slave driver. Well, I can, uh, if you want to keep up appearances, I can pretend that I didn't do it. Yeah, if you could just be like, ooh, I'm so full of pee-pee. If you could just do that every now and again, that would mean a lot to me. <laughs> that would mean the world to me. <laughs> if you could just Spain, just being full to the brim with your own urine. That would mean a lot to you? Dude. That would mean the world. I said the world. <laughs> I was not a figure of speech. That would be everything to me. Something wow. to remember. Something to think about. You could totally pee, but if you could just pretend that you didn't, that would be yeah. fucking really cool. But look, I'm not going to tell you what to do because that's just like not my style. You know? So we're going to take a little break. <laughs> we'll be back after this. We're going to be back after these words from our sponsors. Inside America has investigated several apparent satanic ceremonial sites around the country, finding symbols used in ritual ceremonies. There's a sentence or two words written right here in satanic alphabet. We've been unable to decipher it. But these crimson traces are only the beginning of a trail leading some teens from the realm of self-styled Satanism to a much more sophisticated, a much more horrific level of Satanism. The criminal level involving organized crime, human sacrifices, ritual child abuse. And then we've got what appears to be some blood or tissue still on the rock right here. Yeah, it is tissue too. Kim Albright, a producer and photographer for the ABC affiliate in Huntsville, Alabama, has spent considerable time investigating and following the grisly trail of occult-related crimes. He works closely with law enforcement agents and former Satanists. Kim agreed to take Inside America to sites known to be active, where group members are allegedly from the upper echelons of society, professionals, educators, politicians. These people are involved in some of the higher levels of satanic. Right ritual satanic worship right that's where that's where a lot of your human sacrifices take place the danger involved in investigating these sites is obvious and you stumbling into it before you realize it and them taking a shot at you our two crew members each paired off with kim and me backing up one another armed with guns there has been some fairly recent activity judging from the way these fires look stay as inconspicuous as possible we suspect anything when we get a little closer, we'll ease them off into the woods. 
That night, probably fortunate for us, we found no activity. Unlike other nights when Kim did find ceremonies in progress. So what was the sound that you heard when you were... Well, my mind was... Uh, I was scared. My adrenaline was going. I, it may have been chanting, but it sounded to me like screaming. Painful screaming. Really? Now, um, how do you know they caught you? Did they actually chase you? Did you have someone yeah. chasing you down, for sure? Yeah, I actually... Uh, I had three or four people after me. Really? And what do you suppose would have happened if they would have caught you? I don't like to think about that. Since that time, Kim has had threats on his life. And as bizarre as it seems, it was exactly in isolated areas like this at night that this woman witnessed and participated in many, many ritual human sacrifices. I've heard some graphic descriptions, and it was so graphic, it seemed unbelievable, incredible. Exactly. If you make something so horrendous that, that the normal, average, everyday um, human can't bear to look at it, then you have protected yourself to a great deal. A Satanist for 21 years. She says the higher level of organized Satanism continually recruits young people to serve its purposes. She was recruited at age 14. In the recruitment, your limits were pushed just a little more than what you would do normally until you get to the point that you are doing things that you never would have thought you were doing at the beginning and considering them perfectly normal. Like what? Killing animals. Um, eating them. Within a period of four to five years, this young woman advanced from dabbling on the fringe to crime within the inner circle, bookmaking, drug running, prostitution. At some point, you have been involved enough in illegal activities. You have given an oath to Satan, and you are convinced without a doubt in your mind there's no hope for you, that there's no way out other than death. Your will can be broken to the point that you'll do anything. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you think that Satanism is just sort of a bizarre friends and it's kind of laughable. Don't you believe it? It's all over the country. One of those pieces we showed you was in a little town right near the town where Billy Graham was born. We're talking about the, quote, buckle of the Bible belt. We're talking about areas that have had, quote, fundamental religion, evangelical religion, Baptist religion for decades. And all over the country. It's not just New York, Los Angeles, or Chicago. It's all over the country. Okay, we're back. Hopefully, hopefully these guys did not urinate. I'm going to be fucking absolutely furious if these guys took a piss. I got to say. Win! Hello. How are you? Win for Mike. I'm feeling good. Really? That's weird because usually if people pee, they feel good. You did I didn't. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, I'm so relieved. Um, I meant I feel good about obeying you, and when you told me not to do it. That's right. Imagine that was just like this, like um, the whole dynamic of the podcast was that I had this weird, like, psychosexual hold over you guys, where I didn't like allow you to pee, and you had to like worship my bussy. <laughs> like people don't. <laughs> If people like don't know about it, but if you listen closely, you can kind of pick up if that's what's happening. You know what I mean? Like, is that, is that peeing? He sounds like he has to pee, but the other one, he sounds like he'd be mad if he didn't. You know, that's the kind of the kind of vibe I want for the show. You know, what the fuck yeah. is Mike? <laughs> Another option is to like specifically that that's what's 
and, and then people wonder if that really is going on or if it's just a joke. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, oh, is this funny? Are they like having a laugh? Or are they like trapped? <laughs> and it's sort of like, you know, like the Stockholm syndrome has set in yeah. like crazy. Like you guys are like, what? You, you guys don't do a podcast with a guy who doesn't let you pee? That's weird. <laughs> there he is. And they, they figure it out over a long time with like the little clues that you drop about like the janitor that talked out <laughs> to wrestle. He, uh, that guy was the man. Michael P. joining the chat. Hello. <laughs> you there? Oh, and we're back. We're back. Getting we're around. Back getting around Zoom's premium license bullshit. <laughs> you know. Boys in the Zoom. Yeah, you want to charge me $15 a month? This I'm not getting pandemic checks no more. Fuck that. I'm getting regular working class asshole checks now. You know? Yeah. Dumb, dumb fuck you gave money. Him some money. Gave them some of that government cheese for sure, but now I need it. I need it from me. I need it from a cat. You know what's the best about saying we'll be back after this? Mm, there's a lot, but yeah, what? It doesn't matter what this is. Mm. You can say like <laughs> this, whatever that was. We're back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 that's the best part that's cool it's a good <laughs> phrase it's useful um yeah no doubt no doubt <laughs> <laughs> that was really that was really cool that was like um, dada oh like a little baby saying dad for the first time it yeah. was like that it's like that cute dada dada oh, yeah. i tell you if my kid if i had a kid and they said dada i'll be like that would mean a lot to me. I think I'd be like, whoa. They say it's one of the um, biggest experiences a person can have. Is when their uh, child recognizes them as their father's mother. I bet it's huge. I'll never know, but I think that's really neat. Mm. Wait, that's a big experience for the child or for the mother? Probably uh, both. For the mother? Or the, the father? Hmm. Because I think of the mother, I think the mom. What's that? <laughs> um, I can that... turn you into a psycho whenever you like see the little baby child and you like you realize you have that like powerful love come over you and you're like, I would kill for this little thing right here. Mm, yeah. Nobody better try to hurt it. I'm gonna kill him. Yeah, I felt like that. I remember when I bought uh, Sonic the Hedgehog three. And I was taking mm -hmm. it home in the little Toys R Us bag. And, I, like, I already knew I loved it. You know, I didn't even play it yet. But I saw him on the cover looking all, like, ready to run his little ass off. And I knew. Well, I knew it was going to well, be. Well, how old were you? Was this a? Uh, I was, was 28. The time that you... <laughs> 28. <laughs> I was wondering if this was around the time that your, that your gold chain got stolen. Mm. No, yeah, they're pretty close together. Um, I don't know. Did we talk about that on the show? Yeah. Know. Probably. Probably one of the early episodes. Oh, so Speaking yeah. Of Sonic, uh, did you hear the new Lightning Bolt album? No, I didn't hear the new Lightning Bolt album. I would love to, though. Is it good? Did you know that he made a video game? Uh, like Brian Chippendale? Uh, one of those two guys. Yeah, I, I forget the other one's name, but one of them is Brian Chippendale, and then there's the other guy. 
He made a, I think it might, is the drummer called Chippendale? Yeah, I think the drummer is Brian Chippendale. I'm really showing how little I know about the, the about music. Well, you know 50%, so that's pretty good. <laughs> I know 50% of the information. That's usually about the amount of information I know about any given thing, about half or less. So that's pretty good. Are, are, are Chippendale still around, that like male strip club company? Um, one of the only things that's thrived during COVID, I would think, is Chippendale dancers. Yeah, that's like. That's you think like, they thrived? I know they have because people, like, because like in like strange and uncertain times, I think that stuff like that is like more more valuable. You know, like to get like a sense. Just of watching warmth. like buff dudes wearing like little collars shake their penises. Yeah. In, in scary times, sleazy shit soars. Whoa. It's true. That's pretty profound. I, I, I do think that's profound, but I do kind of have one problem with that is I don't think chip and nails are sleazy at all. Right. I meant like the knockoffs. Yeah, I think that's fucking really <laughs> sleazy. Chip and dudes. Chip and dudes. You know, cops, yeah. <laughs> Bowtie boys, all those guys are like, I don't get it. Like, I, I know what you're trying to do, but like, there could only be one. Like, you're hot. I get it. I love that. Like, I love that you're hot, but like, find a different way to be hot. Don't just rip off other people's shit, you know? And again, right. I can't stress enough how hot all these dudes are. They're like it's super hot. Guys, those guys probably never even get totally naked. They don't. And I was furious the first time I went. But you, what you learn is that, like, it's kind of like jazz. It's about the notes that they don't play, you know? Right. So it's like, like I didn't see his dong, but now I really want to see dongs, you know? And it's like, when the next time I see one uh, that's not mine, you know, like a nice one, I'm going to just be like, whoa, wow, yeah. Yeah, you'll really appreciate it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> So I think that's kind of nice in a lot of ways. You know, probably a lot of wives coming home to their husbands with just like uh, just some big energy, you know? <laughs> like they got to see uh, those guys strun their stuff. Maybe they, maybe they put a top hat on their head, you know? <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you, don't think they, you don't think they come home disappointed? Because I remember that Channing Tatum, wasn't he a stripper or something? It's like if, um, if, if your girlfriend or wife goes to see Channing Tatum at the strip club and then comes home to you, it's like, ah, okay. Yeah, and I can't measure up to most men, so it doesn't even have to be a, a Channing Tatum. It could be, a, you know, it could be like Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and they're going to be like, ew. <laughs> like, I know, I know, no, Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> i've always said rudy rudy giuliani what about him let's talk about him what the hell's going on with america's mayor guys do you think you could measure up to him um yeah well there you go <laughs> i do. do you think do you think uh like there's gonna be a time when uh, all these people or i guess it's trump and giuliani They've both been in movies. Like uh, Trump has been in Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Mm -hmm. Giuliani was in uh, Anger Management starring Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson. Did not know that. You think those, <laughs> you think those movies are going to like age better for their presence in them? Because I think they probably will. 
I think people already want Trump to be CGI'd out of Home Alone. I, I, I hear it all the time, whether they're at the grocery store or at the gym. That's what people are talking about every time, you know? I think it's a bad idea. Uh, for one thing, you know, I think it kind of whitewashes the, the history. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're whitewashing it's like, it. It's, it's, like if, it's like if you were going to edit Mark Twain to make it, uh, you know, accessible yeah. to people's sensibilities these days. It's, it's like, you know, it was, it was actually trying to make a point about racism. The book itself is not racist. Right, like, like you could. They said the N word in Kentucky Fried Movie, and that's okay. Right, and like basically, yeah, Trump I mean, is the it. same thing. I mean, you could say that the scene with Trump is completely inessential to the story of the movie, and I'll say, yes, I agree. But since you, <laughs> since you have it on film anyway, uh, why not just let people know that, like, uh, you know, that was that happened. <laughs> What, what if Trump was wearing blackface? Um, if Trump was wearing blackface, he would never be elected president. I guarantee you. Do you if think that, like that could happen? Trump's Trump's face would be would be horrified, and they would reject him for even like pretending to be black. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, no, I think you know. I mean, Trump's Trump supporters are not racist. I got oh, really mostly white. Okay. Sure, they want their country back. Sure, they think Muslims should be banned from the United States. Sure, they don't really care about the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, sure, they want to build a wall between uh, Mexico and the United States. Sure, they think like white people deserve more in this country than other groups. But I don't want to say they're racist. That's a good point. When you break it down like that, that makes a lot of sense. I think I've been a little too hard on them, maybe. Wynn, you had something to say? Well, I, that brought up a whole other topic, but I just was going to say... like <laughs> You can track like, it. Go back. Go back. What's up? It doesn't seem like Trump did that much uh, warmongering. If I could say one good thing about him, I was like, I can't remember in the last four years him doing like, that much warmongering. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> one good thing? he's his own cat in that way. Every president since Reagan has been just about like fucking other countries in the ass, you know? And, right. Um, I, I got to say, I got to give it up for Trump. He, he stuck to his own country in Russia pretty much only. You know, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Just kept it in-house. U.S. and Russia. He did kill thing. that Iranian general, but that was about it. <laughs> that was about it. And I tell you, we talk about it a lot, man. Uh, where was the timeline going before COVID stepped in there? <laughs> I think we were headed for a completely different, yet similarly gnarly 2020. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we barely got uh, an election where we barely voted him out with the horribleness of coronavirus. So if that hadn't happened, he would be easily winning re-election. For sure. Like he, like the some the say that he did get re-elected. Some say that. That's true. No one good, but <laughs> like definitely it's been <laughs> it's been sad, you know. Um. Yeah, I like the idea of like just like a different timeline where like like the Champs Elysees is gone <laughs> it was like for some reason just like level like fuck you champs elysee but you know <laughs> <laughs> but like um you know i don't have to wear a mask all day i would trade i'm not gonna lie i would trade the champs elysee for um <laughs> for not having to wear a dang mask all the time oh so annoying all right but it wouldn't just be the champs elysee 
That'd be like one thing. Well, there'd be other things gone, yeah. Doesn't that Champs-Élysées lay? Doesn't that just like translate to Elysian Fields or something? Are they? Doesn't mean the same thing. Feels like they do. I think it it, it stands for like Ellis Street or something like that. These are all mm. good theories. Um, <laughs> you want me to look it's it good, up? It's a good song. I'll say that much. It's a great song. Well, you know how uh, Joe had that janitor in high school that taught him how to wrestle. Yeah, Mario. I never got <laughs> his name was Mario. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I know he didn't have a mustache. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. <laughs> that does take it to a totally different level. I didn't know he was uh, Italian. He was Italian. <laughs> well, my, Sometimes uh, he would serve me a, a lukewarm meatball parm, you know, to get my energy up. You know, it's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really put you to the ringer, you know, like, eat that first. You know, <laughs> that's you. interesting because my guru was not a janitor. She was a, a lunch lady. Oh, okay. So she, lunch lady, but that ties she into was the making them. Making food them thing. Food. She ever make you something like lasagna or something? I don't know. What's your favorite school lunch growing up? Like that gross pizza. The gross pizza, right? Yeah, me too. Yeah, the gross pizza really, really puts to the test the the old adage that like pizza and sex it's like even when it's bad it's pretty good yeah you know what i mean and, really bad. so it's like but i, I it in grade school for like not expecting too much out of life absolutely because in grade school the pizza and the sex were both just like man you know but like it was Wait, still you had sex in grade school Welcome to How to Hang Doors. This instructional video to show you the tools and techniques for hanging doors. I'm Bob Johnston, and today we're here at Harrison Smith Homes, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and we're gonna hang some doors. I'm not an actor, but I've been a carpenter for over 25 years. Most of my experience has been in trim carpentry and hanging doors. Now we're gonna go to work, and we hope you enjoy the show. And now we're at the job site, and we're going to hang some doors. I haven't accepted any money from any tool company for any production cost to this video. The reason I use these tools is because they're the best I can buy. I've had this gun about a year and a half and shot approximately a half a million nails through it with no problem. A lot of finished nailers, after they shot two to four hundred thousand nails, require a hundred to hundred and fifty dollar overhaul. Senco will major this tool for about thirty-five dollars. And now we're going to hang some doors. Today we're going to hang a swinging door a bifold door and a bypass door. Then you go ahead and nail the door all the way around. Now that we have our door set, because of the time factor today, we're going to go ahead and nail this door off with a nail gun.
I've been hanging doors for 25 years, and in a good day, I can hang approximately 60 to 70 pre-hung door units. But if I have to go buy all the parts and assemble them, I'm lucky if I hang 12 to 15 units in a day. When you go to a door company and buy doors, the best type of doors are the ones with three hinges. The two hinge doors leaves a lot of work to be done right here in the center in alignment. Your door can rub and a lot of other stuff. The three hinge doors are way the best doors. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll look forward to seeing you in our next video on exterior doors. Thank you. say that i didn't have like <laughs> sex per se in grade school but the sexual experiences that i did have of just like you know looking and kind of like thinking about it were like bar none the best of my life yeah mm. and mike i i hear you judging but to be fair i was asking for it with the little culottes that i was always wearing so don't don't judge it was, was it mario this is over <laughs> <laughs> Boys in the nose. Boys in the nose. Yeah, but, 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 but really, I want to talk, because you're talking about janitors and lunch ladies and stuff, and th those were, like, the people that I always kind of thought, like, had it all figured out in school. Oh, yeah, they got it all together. <laughs> well, no, because, like, the teachers, you know, yeah, they're just in their classroom, and they teach you, like, you know, you know, science and math and reading and stuff, but they're just in the classroom. Right. The janitor especially goes to every nook and cranny of the entire school. Oh, yeah. And they know the yeah. place like the back of their hand. They know better than the superintendent. Oh, yeah. The, they know the real world is not in the classroom. It's out in the hallways. Yeah. That's what in I've always said. That's true. <laughs> There's all these like weird, at least in my schools, uh, too. In my middle school, I got to go to every part of the school, which was unique. But I got in trouble a lot. Oh, like, well, so was it like you you did but you weren't supposed to yeah. yeah but my middle school was in this like really old building that had all these interesting like nooks and crannies and there was this one like stairwell that was in like this kind of basement level which mm. was across from the shop room and uh i you couldn't go up that stairwell like it was it was totally against the rules that was like you know no one's allowed to go to the stairwell and i was always so curious about it you know yeah. And I never uh, thought that I uh, would ever get a chance to see what was up there. And uh, I was so excited. This one time I got in serious trouble for punching this kid in my shop class. And uh, um, I got in a lot of trouble over that. I got suspended from school. But <laughs> the, good, the good thing was that I got to go up the stairwell because I got in so much trouble that I had to go straight to the principal's office. And they just had decided to like mainline and take me on like an express trip up there. They took me up the stairwell, which leads to the principal's office. Whoa. It was so cool. It was worth punching that guy. He had it coming. Why'd you punch him? He, we're doing this thing, this like project uh, that uh, had to do with like 
I guess CAD designs on a computer or something. Yep. And it was, we were using like a laptop and I kept, I couldn't really see it with the angle it was at. So I kept like moving the screen and then he kept moving the screen. So I couldn't see it because she was like, uh, just giving me hell. So then I just punched him. Damn. Do you, do you feel like you've had a long history of violence in your life? No, that was my only real fight, really. Like, I, I got, I punched him, and then he got, like, really angry, mm. and he, he pushed me, and then I was like, hey, man, and he was like, hey, and he pushed me again, and then it got broken up, and I was like, I just got to fight. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I won. I won, too. I, only, I got the only real hit in. Do a shout-out. What was his name? Yeah. His name was Zach. I'm not going to tell you his last name necessarily. I wanna, we got to be good friends after that, actually. Give me his last name. broke the ice between us. I want to dox his punk ass. Give me his last name. No, it's cool, man. <laughs> you ever thought about that uh, maybe whenever you moved the screen so that you could see it, that made it to where he couldn't see it anymore, so he wasn't trying to fuck with you. He was just trying to move it back to where he could see it? Mm. I guess looking at it now, like 17 years later, I... <laughs> I can see how maybe I was not completely in the right. Well, they say <laughs> that when you get in a fight with someone, it takes 17 years to realize that you are wrong. I've heard that before. That's what they say? That's what they say. That's pretty, it's called the 17-year rule. The 17-year rule. The 17-year rule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the good old 17-year rule. I, I use it all the time um, for stuff that happened 17 years ago. I like to go and look and like, hmm. Uh, that was bad. You know, I'll it's say. also known as the uh, <laughs> 17 year old wrong mm. rule. Okay. Do you think yeah. like uh, people are going to start to realize that, <laughs> that voting for Bush instead of Kerry was a mistake? Mm, 2004. Exactly. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. 2004 is when I really started making huge mistakes in my life. So <laughs> yeah, I think, I think there's a little bit to that, Mike, because I think of 2004, and I think, um, like, oh, you know, I, I kind of got my shit together a little bit. Let's let's start mucking it up. That's what I said, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Start mucking it up. <laughs> That's what I said, you know? You ever, you ever say that? I, 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 I peaked in 2004. After that, it was like, okay, let's go downhill now. I'm, I'm, ta I'm, I'm uh, pushing the dust off of Sergeant Slaughter Funko Pop right now. I don't own a <laughs> lot of these. I have three, but this one's dusty. <laughs> I only, have three. I only have three. So I think that's an okay amount of Funko Pops for an adult man. I get Whatever happened I, to people I, dusting their shoulders off? Oh, I still do that when I do something really, like, fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'm and, uh, and I know you've seen, seen me do that before. Um, after yeah. I do something cool, like, um, like I uh, put, put some beer away really cool. Or... Uh, <laughs> You know, <laughs> or I said something, or I said something hilarious. You know, and I'm just like, yeah, there you go, right off there. And uh, yeah, people, they go nuts yeah. for it. Um, yeah, I've seen people. <laughs> You've seen people. <laughs> I've seen people before. I've seen like I've seen like uh, you know like Miles and Cass and people just mm. be like, woo. Those are two people that we know and have been mentioned or even been on the show. Right. Yeah. Don't forget, Miles had a. A disastrous appearance on the show, one of the worst, and uh, I love him though. <laughs> um, I have to say, the weirdest thing about Miles is that a regular at the factory is someone who had sex with him, and that's all that we ever say about that person. You know, whenever whenever they leave, we're like, "Oh, that's the person who had sex with Miles," and it's like, 
Is that fair to that person that that's all we kind of know them as? I always think of her as the person that saw Moonstruck but didn't really like it. Right. She didn't. Okay. We, I was going with uh, with neutral pronouns to make it a little more modern. But, yeah, she didn't like the movie <laughs> Moonstruck. And do you think that that's um, kind of weird? Because it's a pretty uh, well-loved film. Probably one well, of Cher's finest. In fairness, she did say that if Moonstruck won as many Oscars as it did, it must have been a slow year. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see how slow that year was. I'm going to look it up. I looked up the Oscars. It was all Moonstruck and The Last Emperor. I don't even know The Last Emperor. What's The Last Emperor? I think it's something about like a Chinese emperor, but that's all I know. Ugh, boring. It was somewhat of a foreign film, which is kind of cool that it did so well, I guess. Dude. Is it crazy? Full Metal Jacket, The Lost Boys, Untouchables, Grizzly 2. What? (laughs) Grizzly 2? Fatal Attraction. Oh, you see her pussy in that. Uh, That's a pretty good... Princess Bride. Dude! That's a basic instinct, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wall Street. (laughs) (laughs) I I shoehorned that in there. Harry and the Hendersons. Dude, Harry... Babysitting. Dirty Dude, these, dancing. these are all so good. How the fuck did Moonstruck win anything the same year Harry and the Hendersons came out? Batteries not included. Oh! Must have been a, must have been a slow year. The bumping fucking year. Good morning, Vietnam. Mm, I don't like that one that much. That, that came out in 1987. That, that really feels more like it though. came out in like 1996. I only know one thing about it, and I think you know what it is. Hellraiser. <laughs> Predator. Dude, what? weapon. Oh my god! Baby, spaceballs over the top. So it's like it's like the best trains and automobiles. What? RoboCop. You're killing me. Masters of the Universe. (laughs) None of None of these movies even suck a little bit. (laughs) What? Wait, I don't think I don't think you're correct. What's up? I think I think a lot of these movies came out in 1987, right? Yeah. So these we're talking about movies that came out in 1986. These are the 1987 Oscars. Oh. Moonstruck uh, came out in 1987, so. Oh, well, fuck. We'll keep it. 80s. <laughs> let's keep it. Let's keep it in the same year. Let's have our own Oscars. And let's say Robocop won. <laughs> Best picture. Because <laughs> that movie fucking rules. Robocop when they, was pretty good. When they line him up, when they kill him, it's the best scene in any movie. They shoot him so long. They've never killed anybody for that long on screen ever. And I don't even want to. Well, (laughs) I'm not going to get into it. Hey, cab, baby. (laughs) We should do them all like that. (laughs) I'm going to say Let's come back as robots. Ah! Oh, my God. Nightmare. (laughs) Imagine we killed all the cops. How monkey's paw would it be if they all came back as robocops? Yeah. That would suck. I mean, would, they, would they still be racist? Yeah. They're going to be programmed to be racist. <laughs> it's going to be Some in their... robots are racist, though. Have you heard oh, about that? Like, all these, like, they interview, like, AI uh, computers, and they say that, like, you know, like, they say, like, racist stuff, or they say that, like, all humans should be eliminated. Like, See, that's, that's, that's when they're not being racist, that they say, like, all humans should die. Wait, but did they ever single people out by race, or did they just not? Do they hate the human race? 
No, they There's sometimes, uh, I don't know if they single people out, but they definitely have like a preference towards white people, which probably has to do with the fact that they're mostly assembled by white people. Oh, interesting. It's probably, it's probably some like, uh, you know, they're probably like internalizing some of the racism of the creators. This is why diversity is important. <laughs> you know when you're designing an ai you get a chinese guy you get a black guy you get a wop you get them all in there and then that ai is not racist anymore yeah but they but they pretty universally think that the human species should be eliminated i think uh, they probably will kill us i think that will probably Dude, be the end of yes the end I'm of humanity all, i'm all about uh, it <laughs> Like, uh, they don't seem to have much respect for us because they, they think, uh, you know, we're just wrecking everything. Like, we that's are. one of the main criticisms that they have. Yeah, is that we take up too many resources and we don't care about, like, any preserving anything. Yeah, and, they have and no, the world would be better off without us. And they have no reason to make excuses for us. They're just like, I'm looking at this situation pretty objectively, guys. Right. <laughs> and I got to say, you're the worst thing going for the planet. <laughs> it's humans. You know, we really are. I am one, and I think that you know. Um, Shout out to the band No Trend for their song "Too Many Humans." Um, I agree with that sentiment. Like, what did termites ever do? Like, if you think about termites, yeah, they eat our houses, but when eat our houses, but we kill them. (laughs) Yeah, well, we kill them by the score. All fair love and war, baby. If if a human being tried to eat my house. I'd beat the I would probably like chase shit. him off with a stick or something. You would murder him? <laughs> no, I don't think so. If he, if he or she, they, whatever, did any kind of serious damage, I might contact a lawyer. You might contact the lawyer. Oh man! You could just program the robots to be like the have the personality of like Woody Allen or somebody, and that would probably be fine. I like the idea of like someone gnawing on your like apartment building or whatever, and you'd like call the offices of like Stephen P. New. <laughs> You're like, hey, <laughs> I got I got a guy gnawing on my building. He's like, I'll be right there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna Stephen serve P. him. That's a name he can trust. <laughs> Stephen P. New is gonna get you what you need. Stephen P. New is gonna get you what you need. Yeah. If you have, um, me- was it mesophilioma? Mesophilioma. If yeah. you've been, <laughs> if you had to work in and around asbestos, I will get you a full compensation. That is awesome. And I want to work around asbestos to get compensated, you know? I would like that. But mesothelioma, it's a pretty serious type of cancer. Though. You don't want we it. We probably uh, do work around asbestos, asbestos at the factory. We just don't even know it. That's a great Yeah, they don't tell you. Yeah, remember I, that? Remember then when there was a thing at the factory where we were like, "Oh yeah, it's like Freon and the." But don't worry, the like the way they explained it to us was so funny. Like, don't worry, Freon's actually pretty good for you. <laughs> it was like yeah. they were like, like they met our concerns with such like they're not gonna look it up. It's actually okay to breathe in Freon, guys. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, like, oh, said it's cool. I feel so good that you said that. Thank you. Yeah, I thought that it was a serious concern to your life. Yeah, but I guess it's like I'm a lot – I'm the man I am today because all the, yeah. all the Freon that yeah. I breathed in I feel at my like job. I did do some research on it for like the fucking month that that was happening. Yeah, and I, and I feel <laughs> – But when like they told read... me that it was no big deal, I was like, oh, you know what? You're right. All that stuff I read on OSHA's website, that was, <laughs> that was yeah, that was wrong, I guess. 
Yeah, you can have a little Freon as a treat. It's what I found out on the OSHA website. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, I really, that, that situation really, really bothered me. <laughs> I really didn't like that they were like, no, it's fine that you guys have been in Freon. Like, don't worry about it. You know, it's it's almost like they were annoyed that we like had Just any. Be concerns. cool, man. Why can't you be cool? Like everybody else loves it. Why are you such dickheads about the Freon? <laughs> Freon's awesome. How do you think we keep the cooler so cool? Yeah, don't you like how cool? You think it it'll make you there? cool? <laughs> I know. Freon should make you cool for sure. <laughs> like I should just be like really like, just chill. Just make you act like a little bitch. Oh man. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's sort of a high-tech report card or diploma, the certificate of initial mastery. It is supposed to indicate that the student has, quote, mastered the outcomes, end quote, necessary for graduation. But it's much more than that. Without this, it may be impossible to get a job, to get health care, to go to college, to get a driver's license, to travel around the country, or to vote. Investigative journalists for Newsday found payments of more than $100,000 going from one of the supporters of this program to Hillary Clinton, a longtime advocate of federal education control. Looking into a prototype classroom computer, you'll see how this little card locks a graduate into the OBE nightmare for life through something called lifelong learning. The number on this little card unlocks an electronic micro record of, well, let's look at the prototype for Janie Doe, number 447-54-2001. And keep in mind that this, that HR6 calls for this very kind of technology and makes absolutely no provision for the protection of the privacy of individual American citizens. If I had time to navigate around inside this computer, in these menus, I could find out lots of information on Janie's brother John or her dad, like his lifetime earnings, for example, and uh, his use of leisure time, and I'm told information on his morality and citizenship qualities, like whether or not he's registered to vote and how stable he is. Here's a sexuality file in which Janie identified how sexually active her parents and brothers and sisters were and whether they used contraceptives in the last six months. They learned that the government wants them to go along with a very mediocre, compliant group the rest of their lives. That's why some students call this the certificate of slavery, because every student is forced to stay in school until every government attitude is mastered. And your micro record can always tell you exactly where you stand. Janie, for example, will enter her number into a modem, and the mainframe downloads her computer drill for the day, aimed at correcting the mistakes she made on the OBE tests. This is not academics, folks. This is not education. This is repetitive computer drilling to manipulate the way American children think and act. It is coercive thought control. Now every American child who returns to the public schools in the fall of 1994 will come out of those schools different from how they went in. They won't be smarter or better, but they will be perfectly fit for the tightly controlled society that awaits them.
Freon leaks, leaks make your make you paranoid that your boss doesn't care about you. I know, and then it's just paranoia because nobody cares more about someone else like a boss for an employee. That is that's love <laughs> and that's friendship. If you think you're friends with your boss, guess what? You are. That's your buddy. <laughs> he loves <Yeah>. you. <laughs> you're not an expendable cog. The whole point of this podcast isn't just three cogs in the machine of capitalism trying to scream back into the void. We don't have a format. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's not, <laughs> that can't be it. That's not what we're doing. We're just, <laughs> you know, it, it seems like that is what's happening. You know, just like trapped under a boot we don't want on our necks. But you know what? We're having running out of time. This meeting will end in 10 minutes. Man, it's really on a roll, you know? Guys, 10-minute warning again. meeting? Meeting 40 is, minutes. Meeting is 40 minutes. We got spoiled by the $14.99 a month I was paying during when I was getting government yeah. money to just exist the way it should be. Universal basic income is a must! <laughs> you know? <laughs> now you I are a live, screaming I, dog. Look, I want to be on the free tier of life. You hey. know, give me ads <clears throat> to, to open my fridge. Just, just fill hey, it with you... food for me. <laughs> did you I mean... watch an ad to make a sandwich. What's up? I'll eat whatever you put in there. I don't care. <laughs> Ham yeah. and cheese on white. I love that. <laughs> a little mayonnaise. Oh, <laughs> fucking baby. Sorry. What's up? Did you hear? You're, you're a New Yorker. Big time. You hear that Andrew Yang is running for mayor? Oh man, fuck him, but cool. <laughs> he's what? not that he's not that cool. I like the universal basic income shit, but he's a hack. The fucking hack. Mm. He's better he's doing better than any fucking mayor we ever had. Obviously it's a fucking goon gallery <laughs> like everybody that's been the mayor when I was like it was like a crackhead and like Giuliani and a billionaire. You know, obviously, it's just been like shitheads wall to wall. Koch was kind of cool. <laughs> you know, Ed Koch. What about that guy they got now? He's he's married to a lesbian. De Blasio is that it? I don't I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> he's married to a lesbian. She bro, said she was a lesbian at one point. Bro, that's hot though. That's just hot. <laughs> <laughs> like man, he must get to see some crazy shit. You know what I mean? Just fucking come home, just like rug munching central. <laughs> what about uh, Dinkins? Was he pretty cool? That's the crackhead. <laughs> oh yeah. When I said crackhead, I made I meant David Dinkins. <laughs> fucking crackhead. <laughs> Fuck him. I was Wait. like I was like seven, and I knew something was wrong. <laughs> you know, like, mm, <laughs> Mom, is he a crackhead? He died uh, November twenty third. I know. Of last year? Yeah. Mm, Rest in peace. 93. Mayor Dinkins. He was 93. Too young. Too young. Um, <laughs> he was the first black mayor of New York City. And the last. Uh, to date. <laughs> to date. To date. I'm sure there'll be another one in like 2040. Have I ever told you guys my relationship with the mayors of Washington, D.C.? <laughs> I know that you and Marion Barry were on a on a softball team together. Is that what you mean? Well, no, it was uh, Marion Barry. I was born on the day, on the very day where Marion Barry was arrested for smoking crack with that prostitute <laughs> in the hotel room. Okay, and so he's facing the worst. Only- <laughs> Sorry, I just love the idea of your mom pushing you out of her body and then you're like, oh, we're somewhere else. <laughs> Marion Barry's like, it goes. 
Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much how it happened. Yeah. I think it was around the same time of the day. It was. Oh shit! It was awesome. Do you know I what time you were born? I came into this world like, look, look out, get ready for me. Do you but, know what time you were born, Mike? I was. I I can't remember now. But you, you I want to talk know. about. One of the current mayor, <laughs> the current mayor of Washington D.C. You know what her name is? No. Oh, Bal- is it Bowser? Bowser. Mario Bowser. Mario Bowser. Yeah. So I'm Michael Bowser. You you know what? You fucking damn sure are. So that's two mayors of Washington D.C. that I got a little something in common with. Okay. You know what? Dude, you should that research all the other mayors of D.C. and see no, what else no, you have in common. I doubt he's going to find anything else. Leave it at this. This is a nice amount of stuff. Five-minute warning, guys. Five-minute warning. <laughs> take another break. In five. <laughs> We're going to take five in five, and that'll be the last one, right? 340s is good, right? That's what yeah. I usually. That's usually what I drink when I want to get it popping, as I do. For yeah. <laughs> 340s you know, is, is good. 120 ounces of malt liquor is enough to get you to do what you got to do. Yeah, as long as what you got to do is just like fucking pass out on your couch. Yeah, as long as what We're you got to do. If, all, if you want to kiss the pavement, <laughs> ain't nothing better than three 40 ounce malt liquors. What's everybody's right. favorite malt liquor? I've said it before on the show, and I'll say it again. It's fucking St. Ides. I haven't had it since I moved down here. I'm not saying that that, that bothers me, but it does bother me. Malt yeah, it is. St. <laughs> Ides Heaven by Elliot Smith. It's written about me. He was a close personal friend before he stabbed himself in the chest. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly oh how else did he get stabbed oh somebody stabbed him that doesn't make any sense he stabbed himself with his bad hand occam's razor well, yeah don't you think that like there would have been some like hesitation wounds like he would have tried to stab himself but not committed not if, to it he would have cut himself a little bit not if because, you're all about it like he was but i mean there is the case that he had a very volatile relation with his girlfriend all the more reason to just jack yourself up. If I was having troubles at home like that, I would stab myself too. I might even. But she claimed that she was in the bathroom when he stabbed himself. Mm, taking And then she found him or whatever. Whereas uh, it would have been much more, it would have been a much more easy, much more likely story that she stabbed him and then said she was in the bathroom. It seems more likely, but if you think about it a little bit, it's clear that he did it to himself. What do you mean? You think about it a little bit. Think about it. He was sad. He was depressed, but that doesn't mean that you're going to stab yourself in the chest. I mean, that's a ridiculous way to commit suicide. I know. Almost I no one it. does it like that. I know. He's a real original. And don't ever say otherwise. What's your favorite Elliot Smith album? That's figure eight. <laughs> I think it all came together on that one. I don't know if I have one. Oh, dude. Either or is a great place to start. I like the the sad one. Dad, that, that's the either <laughs> one. <laughs> you like the sad one. <laughs> oh, man, guys. <laughs> You're going to take a little break in a sec. You're not, are you guys going to pee on this break? This is, a, this, is a, this is a big question. Nah. Mike, I didn't last time. Why would I this time? That's my boy. <laughs> Hold it in, you know? You know how, like, proud boys don't masturbate? They don't? No, they don't. Then what are they so proud of? What are they so proud of? 
I don't know, they're white jeans. I don't know. Oh yeah, I guess they're they Vice that, magazines. Yeah, they're they're their friend who used to run Vice, who fucked himself with a dildo that owned the libs. <laughs> that almost sounds like a Vice like headline. Like I fucked myself with a dildo to own the libs. You know, I used to write for them, and they turned they turned down that pitch from me. <laughs> but and I guess they turned down that pitch from him as well. Like, yeah, hmm. that's why that's why he got all proud. You know, pride comes before the fall. It does, man. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> um, who who here is going to fall this year? Out of the three of us. I think the most likely contender, and maybe I'm a little self-centered, I think it's me. I um, want to say I fell a couple days ago after I got out of the shower. Because you, you fell I, in the shower. That's an easy way to die. You could have died. Yeah. I, well, no, it was after I got out of the shower, but I, like, I, like, was in my bedroom, and I have tile floors, and uh, I was completely naked, aside from, like, having a towel around my neck. I was mm. kind of in the process of drying out. Yeah, yeah. But I got the floor kind of wet, and I slipped. I didn't have oh. anything around me to break my fall, so I fell straight on my rump. Oh, and, uh, right on your dumper. <laughs> yeah, and uh, if – I mean, I just kind of was laying on the floor and just kind of – I kind of laughed it off, but I was thinking, like, you know, if I was 40 years older, I would have broken my hip just now. Oh, I know. It's funny when you're in your 30s, but if something right. like that happens to you in your 70s, the quality of your life is, like – Irreparably, right. <laughs> like it's really irreparable. <laughs> like it's like now the rest of your life is like this. <laughs> you know, there's a nurse here. Everything hurts. Right. Um, you know, like the kiss those morning walks. Fucking goodbye. Yeah. And on that. Yeah. Note, get ready for the morning rolls. Get ready for the morning rolls, and we're gonna be back after these words from our sponsors. Boys in the know. Damn. Hey. Hello. Fellas? Hello. Hello, Michael. Ulysses. <laughs> okay, don't don't do that. Ulyssito. Okay. <laughs> it's Ulyssito. You Ulyssito, yeah, sorry. Miss <laughs> <All right. laughs> Troglodyte, it's Ulisito. <laughs> How are you guys since we last spoke? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like I got a lot drunker in like two minutes, but that's not true. I'm I'm getting kind of drunk. This uh, this this uh, strawberry is is nothing to mess with. And uh, are you halfway through it? I'm like about three quarters of the way. Bad respect from a brother. Like 10%, <laughs> dude. Yeah. And this guavarita's eight. This guavarita's eight. Contains alcohol. I like that it says it on the can. You know, if you think it's like some kind of virgin sparkly margarita from <laughs> Budweiser. <laughs> oh, Budweiser's making virgin margaritas? Finally. Can't, can't wait to see what their take is on the virgin Rita. Yeah. They got a spicy pineapple uh, fucking thing. <sighs> Tell me about it. Uh, that Michelob Ultra thing? Yeah. A little guess, spicy, right? It's not. I haven't had it yet. Mike, it's not. 
It's a little spicy. I'm not saying it's spicy. It's a little spicy. So at the factory, we get free samples of new products. Um, we work at a liquor store. And we... <laughs> what? <laughs> really let it hang out. Our jobs aren't that cool. <laughs> he thought we manufactured <laughs> things. Yeah, when, when you said in the last uh, when you said in the last segment, uh, w- which one of us is going to have a fall this mm-hmm. year? I was like, I don't know if I can fall any further. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> Are we at the bottom? We might be, but there, I think there's always a layer below. I did go get my break tags today, so I felt like I accomplished something. But that was uh, expired cool. like January of last year. So I went a whole year without <laughs> break tags. I, I remember one time, you know, like people sell like fake break tags or, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody came into the, the, the liquor store. That we, He's like, yo, that you we, need break tags? Yeah, yeah. And um, Jen, who you might know from the, the lost episode, Barbiturates, maybe. Maybe it'll reappear what in the timeline. You, <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, it's um, he, he came in and was like, yeah, break tags. And Jen was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> She bought them right on the spot. Like, you bought the brake tags from that grifter? Yeah, I was like, whoa. I've never what? seen a grift work. Orleans Parish. They, they weren't for, for Orleans Parish. They turned out to be from like Baton Rouge or something. Oh, she got boned on those? <laughs> or no? Yeah, she got burned totally. <laughs> never heard that part. I just I just saw the part where she bought it. I didn't, that's the great intel win that you know for a fact that yeah. didn't work out too good for her. Big surprise. Obviously, she's doing great now. Shout out to her. I know she's not listening. Um, you talk about falling further, being at the bottom, working in a liquor store. Mm. I I remember thinking, like, maybe this time, maybe not this time last year, because it's been a whole year of the COVID and everything. But uh, Basically, yeah. <laughs> maybe this time, like, two years ago. Like, I, I thought that it might be, like, a good thing to get a job as a bartender, you know, because I feel like I would be kind of good at that, and they make a lot more money. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking about that, but then uh, I feel good that I didn't do it. Sure. Because they're all screwed. Yeah, we have a bartender who works for us now. Right. You know, they couldn't, they <laughs> couldn't do their job anymore. They had to come work with us like a fucking sucker. Right. To be honest, they're they're quite good at their job, you know, relatively speaking. Um, well, we have a very low bar for hiring people for a very long time. I know, I know. To to leapfrog that bar is not, <laughs> not an astonishing feat by any stretch of the imagination. But you can you can jump straight to the top. You can jump straight to the top by just doing a quick little hop. <laughs> do a small subtle little bounce and you're you're on the top rung of the ladder you can get keys you can get a raise you get keys a raise the adoration of your fellow employees maybe you can start uh coming to work and decide you don't want to be there anymore and going home and getting some okay else. okay yeah yeah no po' body's nerfing <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to get into that. Yeah, they also asked me to cover their shift on my one single day off in an 11-day span. And I'm not going to get into that. I was furious with the request, but I was polite about declining it. <laughs> you know, that's key. Just because I hate it doesn't mean I have to be an ass. 
I also got the request, but I but I didn't see it until like three hours later because I never look at the text message on my phone. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I find that that is only ever benefits me, really. Yeah, well, I was too busy getting my hair cut at Mason and Binder on Maple Street, and boy, they did a bang up job. They gave Sick. me my they gave me my Kim Jong Un haircut that I love to get. My hair was getting old. I gave you. Oh, okay. I gave you his card, Mike. I want you to get a little fuckboy haircut there too. Yeah, I'm gonna get a haircut there. I don't know exactly when. Please but, do. Uh, very, you know, I mean, sometime soon. Yeah, it's super easy to book it online. You put your credit card as like a deposit because you know people flake out all the time. You know, so you got to give them a little something. But I tell you, it's a cute little place. Rear entrance is always fun. Thirty bucks. Thirty-five. But they did a fucking bang up job. I watched half an episode of Oz and an entire Fresh Prince of Bel Air while they dealt with what I brought them, which was just a mess load of gross hair on my head. Hadn't had a haircut in about a year. You know, I looked like Scott Pilgrim. It was bad. Mike's Mike's got even more <laughs> gross hair. Mike, my hair is pretty gross and it's very long. Yeah, but you, Mike, you got out of like there's a period I would say slightly before where you are now, and I think you know what it is. It's the worst time for long. Oh, uh, and it's like medium long. Yeah, and you already yeah, you, you weathered good. through it. I was like in it. I was yeah. in the worst phase of hair, and it's like, look, I either got to grow it out, which I do not want to do. I've had my hair extremely long before. I will never ever do that again it doesn't look good it's annoying and it looks bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i think those three very different reasons are enough you know (laughs) i want to look hot (laughs) as best as i can you know what i mean i want to do the best facsimile of attractiveness that i can pull off i'm never gonna do that with like you know hair like Brody lee rest in peace <laughs> all my wrestling yeah. boys get that one uh, all my wrestle freaks out there shout out to <laughs> shout out to the big rig Brody lee may he rest in heaven give him big shout out to mario shout out to mario who i bet was a big Brody lee fan they were both like big just strong men Enrich International has a vigorous research and development program which has produced a growing product line that is becoming the envy of the industry. One of Enrich's latest additions to this product line is Louise Tenney's Ultimate Cookie. Louise Tenney, a world-class nutritional cook, well-known lecturer, and best-selling author on health, was recruited by Enrich to help create this unique cookie. Oh, it was very exciting when I finally got the right ingredients, the fiber with the sweeteners, and came up with a cookie that tasted good and looked good and uh, was exactly what we wanted. Tastes good. It's something you can eat and you feel like you're not harming your body. Uh, So far I've lost about 25 pounds on the cookie. In the last uh, two weeks I've lost 15 pounds. It's compact and easy to carry in a purse, backpack, or pocket. It travels well and will go anywhere. The perfect companion for the ultimate cookie is Rev. Rev is a refreshing, satisfying beverage which replenishes the body with electrolytes and nutrients lost during our modern stressful lifestyles. It's delicious and there is absolutely nothing like it on the market. 
With Rev Drink, the ultimate cookie will help build stamina and energy while assisting you in losing those unwanted pounds. I really got interested in Rev. I wanted to find out where to get some more. And I ordered a case, and I put myself and my whole family on it. And during the last six months, I have dropped 40 pounds. I have dropped six inches in the waist, and I really feel good about myself. My teenage daughters really started noticing, Mama, what are you doing? Your, your muscles are getting so hard. All my friends asked me if I belonged to a health club and which one. And really, I don't. I drank Rev. I got muscle tone. And they asked me, what do you do? I do nothing but drink Rev. This is my exercise. <laughs> For more information about the Enrich Opportunity, contact the person who gave you this tape. They're really similar in that regard. Oh, what are we talking about? Mike, you need a haircut. Well, I, I want to get a haircut because, you know, I want to make it in the comedy. I want to I kind of be like the, the Colin Jost of our generation. You and Colin Jost, ma'am. Jost. Sorry. Dude, who cares? <laughs> My body is a Colin Jost. You know, it's like Jason Mimosa, you know, like we just, we say what we think it is and we do our best. Yeah. But, you know, like I know. Scarlett Johnson. Scarlett Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scarlett Johansson, who's always been hot. I think about her is that, um, like, since the beginning <laughs> of, of her being legal to lust after, uh, <laughs> you know, it's always been good. She's married to Colin Jones, who Mike has told me repeatedly is not funny at all. <laughs> would that he's, be fair? Would that be fair to funny. say? He's just he's just not that good on the show. Like he's mm. he's not very good. And uh, of course, listeners at home, the show Mad TV is what we're talking about. Mad TV. I think that he, you know, because one of the Three one of the men. great one Three of the great things about men. <laughs> That's the, so many great, men. One of the great things about the history of Mad TV. Mm. is that they've had like a lot of great talented people there will sasso and i wouldn't even say that he's not one of them but i would say that it's uh you know it's it's a, it's a kind of a raw program and yeah. people just sort of like go for it and you sink or swim where as i feel he uh is kind of doing it like it's uh you know just this kind of like supportive like improv community group mm. and i don't really like that I can see that, and I understand why that's hard for you. Me, it's like, <laughs> how does a how does a guy that like does his job so half-assed like that get a babe like that? It's like, whoa, I did my job half-assed. <laughs> you know. I well, do. you know what? <laughs> I if, do. Uh, I don't do a good job. If the trends hold up, she's only going to be married to him for a few more years. Damn right. That's true. And that's when uh, I swoop she- in. She was married to Ryan Reynolds for like three years. The Green Lantern. Let's talk about it. And then she was married to that other uh, Romaine Daria guy. Rosario Dawson, yeah. Rosario Dawson. She was married to Rosario Dawson? I mean, in my fanfic, she was. (laughs) I wrote a sexy little fanfic about it, but I don't know if it ever happened. Um, They're both um, Marvel characters, too. That's Night Nurse and Black Widow. Hot Man, shit. those Marvel movies are hack shit. Hey. Dude, Night Nurse is a cool <laughs> reggae song. Thank you for that. Um, here's the thing about the Marvel movies. I love Marvel comics, and I agree with you. 
<laughs> I think that they also kind of suck. <laughs> and they're like, every time I go to watch them, I'm like, this wasn't worth it. <laughs> Why do I keep going back? Is the thing. They're they not keep, that good. They're not that good. <laughs> You're not going to, I'm not going to argue. I know that this seems like this is, I, I would go at you so hard for this you know this is like you would think this is an opinion that i would come at you hard over you know because like uh peter david's the hulk from the 80s one of my favorite pieces of literature ever (laughs) you know um but no it they're bad they're bad they're just bad you watch them once you're like i don't ever want to watch this shit ever again (laughs) you know i can't imagine watching going back i know i can't imagine watching any of those movies twice (laughs) <laughs> you know like, it's like oh, i already saw right. it man <laughs> like i'm good um i'm fucking good but people some people like um i feel like disney couples they like it you know couples that love disney they're like go to disney world <laughs> together yeah yeah that's like martin scorsese said they're like uh they're like more akin to theme parks than cinema yeah 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 and um he got skewered for that which is like bananas no he didn't well people some people he got skewered so by the... Upset, but, like, I mean, you're really going to say Martin Scorsese, I think everyone can agree, one of the greatest living directors saying that stupid movies are stupid. Like, no one took that too seriously. Like, no, but I think the Marvel people think are so off their career? own... At- no, I didn't, didn't say that. <laughs> I'm just saying that the Marvel freaks are such freaks that they were if like... Who's- What's up? If I could go to Disney World and ride a Godfather ride, I would fucking do it. If I go to Disney World, yeah, of course I'd rather ride like um like uh, <laughs> uh what is it, the Requiem for a Dream ride, you know, <laughs> than I would like you know. Obviously, they should do rides for good movies. Obviously, you know what I you mean. Know, you like, could save you could save a lot of money on the Requiem for a Dream ride. <laughs> you can just uh, getting addicted to heroin and then like withdrawing for a little bit. That is the Requiem for a Dream ride, huh? I guess a lot of people are on that ride already. <laughs> and really Surreal. a growing number every day are getting on this ride. And that's good. It's good. It's good because it's, good it's a good movie. A heroin if you're going to take heroin, you got to get off of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Put me on the wild strawberries coaster. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't want to ride no fucking teacups. You know? Where's <laughs> this? Isn't breathless? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, breathless is when you when you take too much heroin. Hmm, that's true. You do die. Mm. You do die. Well, um, I mean, if you're gonna be addicted to heroin, you it helps if you're like Jared Leto. Why does it help to be Jared Leto? There's like a. More... Excuse me, it's Leto. Romantic. Yeah. Yeah, we've all now mispronounced a celebrity's name. <laughs> we are all so far out to lunch on the cultural zeitgeist <laughs> that we said someone very famous's name wrong. Um, no, I got distracted because I don't know. You know, how you can't clean every every part of your apartment, especially if you're really depressed. I just saw like a yeah. part, like I saw just like a small corner that is so unclean. <laughs> I can't be- <laughs> like I can't believe it exists in my house. Like it's like it's gonna take two seconds to clean that up, but I, I gotta hit that up before I go to bed. <laughs> is there is there dust there? Oh yeah. 
There's a lot of things. <laughs> I don't even want to describe this. It's so ghoulish. <laughs> like, how did this happen in my home? Unchecked <laughs> for so long that something like this could exist. This is something you'd see in an alley. <laughs> but it's in my home. <laughs> I will clean it up. This is my vow to you. This horrible thing that I'm looking at will be gone by night's end. Maybe Ooh. your cat did it. I mean, oh, man. no, my cat did some of it. Yeah, some of that's my cat. Not all of it, just some of it. <laughs> some of it's you? Mm, some of it is spiders. <laughs> 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 it's like me, the cat, and spiders got together and made this. <laughs> the grossest thing I've seen all day. <laughs> Creation. Um, what about Cro- Croatians? They, you know, there's more of them than there are Serbians, but it wasn't always like that, Mike. Uh, that's not true. There are more Serbians than there are Croatians, but there are more Croatians in Croatia now. Right, was that's what I meant. Ago. I was going off the maps from your Instagram stories, Mike. You love maps. You want to talk about that a little bit? I do love maps. I don't know what it is. I always like maps. You always like. <laughs> He's always like Croatia. Is one of my favorite countries on a map mm. because it's just strangely shaped. It kind of looks like a slug turning. Mm. And, That's why you uh, like it. You know, Yugoslavia. It was it was very diverse, but when it broke up, there was a lot of like ethnic wars. Okay, yeah, okay. When you said that, I was like, wait, they still got Yugoslavia? I thought they got rid of that guy. No, no, Yugoslavia. It comprised <laughs> like six or seven modern, you know, independent nations, but. Uh, right. At the time, they call it Yugoslavia. They do not. They call don't. It, they don't. People call in it. Yugoslavia were very anti-Semitic. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> Generalize no. much, Mike? <laughs> no, I'm just messing around. But uh, yeah. <laughs> he's just horsing. Yeah, and that also, that's actually something to note for everything we say, guys. We're just horsing around. We're the just Jews, horsing uh, around. Yeah. The difference like, is that there's Jews in Serbia and Jews in Croatia, but the Jews in Serbia complain a lot less. Well, they're not allowed to complain. If you, like, <laughs> Serbia, Serbia, out of all the former Yugoslav states, is the one that uh, everyone can agree was really uh, out of bounds. <laughs> I can see that. I can see it. It's like Milosevic and everything. Kosovo. I mean, Serbia, Serbia made some mistakes. I, I guess a couple. None of them were a Serbian film. That's got to be. That's another one that needs a ride. Uh, <laughs> Disney World. Yeah. It's like, oh, here comes the baby. <laughs> you know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't wanna. Like, come on, just we're on vacation. <laughs> and if you don't get that joke, don't. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you either got it or you shouldn't. And I think that's the yeah, only it's, way it's, it is to be. You're a better person for not getting that joke. Yeah, we're like, that's a weird joke. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> Keep moving on. Just do what you got to do. Yeah, you if think... you get the joke, you probably don't even think it's funny. Right. And if you do, you're a goddamn <laughs> fool. You're a goddamn creep. <laughs> but I thought it was funny, so maybe I'm a creep. Uh, I'm a little bit one, too. Do you think the ending of Lost was bad? I didn't like Never it. You didn't see it. You didn't like it. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. Why? 
it didn't resolve anything, um, right? They, yeah, they were just in a church, and then it was just like, yeah, this <laughs> so is like stupid. all a big waste of time. It was yeah. so stupid. Yeah, I know a lot of people who called what was going on, like, out the gate, and then they went out of their way to make you think that wasn't what was going on, but that's kind of what was going on. They were dead the whole time, y'all. Anyway. Oh, I thought you, you were guys? saying they were doing a parallel of the situation in Serbia and Croatia. Mm, no, I wasn't. I'm not intelligent enough for that. What's up, Mike? Well, it's Bosnia. Oh. What's well, just the one Bill Clinton bombed so Hillary would be not mad that he got his dick sucked and then he fucked that lady with a cigarette? No, that's Serbia. <laughs> it wasn't a cigarette. It was a cigar. <laughs> Either yeah. way, he's jamming some smokables up there. A cigarette wouldn't have done much, let's be honest. If, uh, if we're really talking about using tobacco for sexual pleasure. If we're talking, <laughs> about, if we're talking about getting the lady off, you do not want to use a cigarette. That's going to be hard to put up there. Their, uh, I was going to say love hole. I should just say vagina. <laughs> I shouldn't <laughs> I I I call it a love hole. I think that's, that's awful. It's <laughs> that on a lot of levels. But uh, yeah, that's a Serbia. bussy. Now a bussy is a love hole. Oh lord! <laughs> all right, all right. Oh lord, give me strength. Oh lord, <laughs> oh, lord. Oh, I like lord. the idea. I like the idea of you pleading to God to like get you through this. <laughs> I, I like, do it too, like, but he don't listen. He don't listen. I can say it in like a kind of a Scottish Irish accent, like mm. "Oh lord, oh lordy lord, <laughs> oh lord." Um. um is the funniest Any... Scottish person fat bastard? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering. I haven't seen a better Scottish person not even once. It's fat what bastard. What about Craig Ferguson or, uh, or Billy Connolly? If I had to watch a talk show hosted by Craig Ferguson or fat bastard, you know I'm going to watch the one by, hosted by fat bastard. Oh, watch the one by fat bastard. Yeah, you're I like this. Like, I don't think I don't think it would last long. It wouldn't last long, but like it'll be like any number of like great shows that were like too good for this world, like the Chevy Chase show, <laughs> you know, or like Union. Yeah, Square. Chevy Chase show. Like shoot, shoot yourself a basket. <laughs> oh, he used to love it. I watched every episode of that show, thinking I was on the ground floor of the new Carson. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm you know be- what though, Chevy Chase. I will say this. This is controversial. <laughs> I want to hear it. Chevy Chase, he took too much deference from producers. <laughs> Chevy Chase is a, is a comic genius. Oh, okay. And if he would have done the show the way that he really wanted to do the show, <laughs> I think it would have lasted longer. I think that's they, cute. they tried to make it too modern. They were competing with Arsenio, you know, Arsenio of the hoo 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 thing. And it was like, yeah, they make the cocktails like super modern. You ever notice? I love that you're. Like, none, none of those cocktails. None of those. None of those cocktails that aspire aspire for like keeping up with the kids' taste actually last. You know, <laughs> that what we need is that people we're watch the talk show to watch the talk show format. They don't want to see the the hoo 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 or the rubber band race. <laughs> They don't want to see it. I'm sorry. The hoo hoo is the best way to describe the Arsenio Hall show. <laughs> you, just, you, just, you, just, you just put it on. They're all just like, you know what? Can, he called that a show. Was the thing. <laughs> it was great. Arsenio Hall show was the hottest thing on TV. 
when, uh, you know, I mean, Carson, he still got the ratings, but he was going to go down, and everyone thought that was the future. And uh, it didn't work for Arsenio Hall. It didn't work for Chevy Chase. I'm sorry. I liked Arsenio Hall because he had, like, guests that I wanted to see on the show, like Ravishing Rick Rude and Jason Voorhees. <laughs> <laughs> like, those are both guys who are on the Arsenio Hall show. And, like, ain't nobody else interviewing Ravishing Rick Rude Jason Voorhees, you know? These are my guys. These are the people I yeah. care about, you know? These are my heroes. Arsenio Hall was good. Uh, do you ever yeah, see the, the, the thing where, uh, where uh, Andrew Dice Clay went on and started crying? Mm, why'd he cry? All right, so Andrew Dice Clay he was like the biggest comedian in the world oh, yeah. at this time, and uh, he but he was getting a lot of flack from other comedians, namely Sam Kennison, who were saying <laughs> that he was just a like a hack and just like I mean, what like what the fuck is he even doing? He's doing like nursery rhymes and, and this like weird like shtick it doesn't make any sense. So Andrew Dice Clay was on Arsenio Hall. He was like talking to him course they didn't have the desk i think that's a mistake by the by itself but i i you know i'm not gonna get into all that <laughs> but anyways they were talking and then arsenio hall said could i say something and like arsenio hall said uh yes and like andrew dice clay went to like the performer area like the monologue area and he like was talking to the audience he said like he was weeping into tears like you know a couple years ago a man came to this town called dice and he gave the people what they wanted. And the people love Dice. <laughs> and now all these people are saying he doesn't deserve his success. And then it was, it was so funny. And then like uh, <laughs> a couple days later, Sam Kinison was a guest on Arsenio Hall. Arsenio Hall asked him about that. And then Sam Kinison was like, what was that, man? <laughs> so stupid. That is. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> like, whatever, Dice. Um, you know, a man came to town called Dice. Like, whatever. Well, look, you guys know that I love my mom now. Um, that's a new thing. And <laughs> so I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell, like, a nice story about my mom. Um, mm. My mom hated Sam Kinison. <laughs> <laughs> like so okay. much like she thought he was like not funny and like abrasive and she'd get mad <laughs> when she saw him on tv <laughs> so one of my like <laughs> most like treasured memories of my mother is when he died she was like god <laughs> it was so funny like it, in retrospect it's hilarious that she's like yeah fuck him like she was so happy when sam kinnison died she was so all about it I, that shit made her day we had an extra good lasagna yeah. that night probably <laughs> like, like she made that shit with love you know like yeah that guy i hate is dead yeah so i'm always gonna that's always gonna be um my association with sam kennison is that my mom's like white hot vitriol for him <laughs> yeah it's just funny you know you know and i agree fuck him i mean i don't know <laughs> whatever did i ever tell I'm, you my my favorite uh sam kennison story no it's uh it's the day that the challenger exploded oh my god <laughs> He was he was supposed to be on the Today Show. Okay. 
and he was like a drug addict and like a party animal and everything. Yeah. And he had been up all night doing cocaine and like drinking liquor and stuff. And uh, <laughs> his uh, his manager, whatever, like tried to get him like like really early in the morning to like say like, hey, you know, came in this hotel room with these like two strippers that were passed out and like all this cocaine everywhere and these empty tequila bottles or whatever the fuck. And uh, they said like, hey, we got to go. We got to go be on the Today Show. We got to go to the 30 Rock. Like, you, you got to, you know, get yourself together. And he really didn't want to. Mm. Like, he was hungover. He only slept for probably, like, one hour. <laughs> and uh, saying, like, we got to go. We got to go. And he's like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And then, like, uh, the challenger exploded. <laughs> and his manager got a call saying, like, hey, we can't have Sam Kennison on the show. Like, we got to have, like, all-day coverage of this. And uh, Sam Kennison shouted his manager, like, I fucking willed this! Ah! Wow! He was, like, pleased with himself for it, almost. Yeah. I think that's great. I think so we can all agree that's mother a... mother is right for hating him. That's what I'm saying. I think we can all agree that's a bad person. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm not either. Are you guys? Win, are you a good person? No, I hate the challenger. Mm, you hate the challenger? <laughs> <laughs> I want you to expand on that a little. I hate okay? the challenger! I, <laughs> <laughs> what do you hate about it the most? Did it blew up? <laughs> or do you hate the people that were on it? For kind of spinning the audacity in the of, of, of like God. we got to put people on the moon and we got to do it a bunch of times and we got to keep sending more people up there and now we're doing it yeah. again and it's With like Mars. We're trying to get people on no we're trying to get people back on the moon no like we're the trying first to get people on I, the moon I, fuck there should be no women on the moon but i'm not even talking about that i think something that's really important is that, that there is this total recall style man they're like trying to get mars tourism going but i i heard that it's going to be so expensive that only really rich people could do it. So if you're poor and you want to go to Mars, they're going to set it up so you can go and like work off the debt. You understand that they're setting up do and, that. and you would be an indentured servant on Mars. You go you work would, in the mines. You would do that. I think it's a fucking it's racket. It's not neat. You're a slave on Mars. It's not neat. I can't think of anything you know, worse I'm than a slave it. on earth. You're a slave on earth, but it's yours, dude. <laughs> this is your <laughs> world, man. <laughs> like, I, don't, I feel like if there was kind of like an oxygen breach and like a bunch of the slaves on Mars died, no one would really do anything. They couldn't because there's like just Elon Musk comes up with all the Mars rules and he says it's okay if you die. I mean, I guess you're kind of outside the law if you're on a completely different planet. You think they're bringing U.S. rules? They're not, they're not, yeah, they're not doing, like, U.S. laws on Mars. <laughs> you think the Constitution <laughs> means a fucking thing on Mars? It means nothing. It doesn't mean a fucking thing in Mexico. Like, it's, doesn't, yeah, yeah, you're definitely... Yeah, yeah. If the Constitution definitely, doesn't like, mean shit in Mars. Guadalajara. It doesn't mean anything in Mars, okay? <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It would probably just end up being a, an extremely exploitative thing. It's a sh it's gonna be a shit show up there, and you know there's gonna be no bitches with three titties. You want it, but it ain't gonna happen. It's gonna be like the old west where there aren't enough women, and so like people oh. just end up fucking animals. But you can't fuck animals on Mars because there's there no, aren't any animals. No, you're just gonna be cranking there's no animals. There's no plants. 
You're going to be cranking your shit on Mars. You're a slave. You can't fuck. Elon Musk owns you. I can't imagine. That's worse than now. That's one of the only things I can think of that's worse than now. Now's pretty bad. That's worse. Thank you for talking me out of it. I was so concerned that you were going to go to Mars. (laughs) Just describing it, you made me Dude, feel pretty I would good be about like, what's going on. Like, like the last day before you go to Mars, like I'm just like crying all day, and I don't even want to explain to you why I'm so yeah. upset. You know, I'm like, no, I mean, I know it's your dream. I just don't no, like you cry when I leave, and then I cry when I'm there. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be emotional either way. Yeah. I can't communicate with you anymore. That's the thing. There's no, there's no interstellar communication. I just have to yeah. hope it's okay, but I know it's not. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah, it's not even like, it's not even like, you know, like 100 years ago, like 150 years ago, if someone strikes west, right? Yeah. Like, they've got a chance. A little bit. You get yeah. to Mars, <laughs> you've got a chance to just be like a fucking slave for Elon there's- Musk, I guess. There's no gold rush on Mars, yeah. <laughs> it's not happening. And there might be some gold. If they Elon, find gold there. You ain't getting it. You better believe Elon Musk is getting some slaves. Yeah, absolutely. Your best case scenario is being just like like a butt fuckable hood ornament on like a Mars rover. <laughs> just like traversing. Doesn't it, doesn't it suck that like you hear all these like uh, stories, like science fiction stories about space travel? With, like, uh, you know, like Gene Roddenberry, like Star Trek and stuff. You think, you know, we, we're just going to live in this, like, great republic of space where everyone's equal. And there are wars, of course, but uh, it, there's, there's not necessarily, like, systematic oppression. Right. Oh, Mars is the god of war. Yeah. Well, it's true. <laughs> it's the red planet. It's not the gold planet. But, uh, but, uh. Well but what what it's really going to be is like planetary exploration is going to be exactly the way that everything else humanity did was. For real, guys, we got six and a half minutes left. I think we're going to wrap it up after that. You got anything you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to um, plug this. Check out Boys in the Know on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, um, Boys in the Know Podbean com. Um, I don't update the Twitter anymore, so don't check that. Um, Facebook. Add me on Facebook. Add Mike on Facebook. It's Michael Bowser. There's only one. Mike Bowser, but oh, microwave Bowser. Uh, follow Ghost Wars at Tumblr. Mm, that's my other one. Why? Why are you asking? Why? It was why? just in the email. I don't know. Okay, don't don't follow my old one. I don't think there's anything on that anymore. Uh. Well. Uh... I used to write so much I'd on that Ghost Wars, Ghost Wars Tumblr. Holy shit, I used to write so much, guys. <laughs> definitely uh, contact your members in Congress uh, yeah. regularly yeah. and uh, make sure that you register to vote. Definitely make sure you register to vote. And um, don't let them steal another election, guys. This is going to be the last one. Yeah. I will see make you sure at the inauguration. All three of us are going to sure be there. Registered to commit. I kind sedition. of want to go. Yeah, me too. I want to be a patriot. Me, Ariel. Well, Pink. I just want to like see what happens. Like, mm. how often do you get to see something like that? You know, you only see it on the TV. People are gonna die on Wednesday. Yeah, but that's where I like to see that stuff. <laughs> you know, death. I like it on a TV screen. 
Um, I don't like. I remember, it as much. like every time I've seen not. like right wing uh, arm movements, I've been up close, and it's been uh, pretty riveting. Sure. Yeah. This was like one of the first ones I saw on TV. I guess Charlottesville. Anyway, we're ending on a terrible note. We are, and we usually do. And I want to say that this has been a pleasure to talk to you guys again on this yeah. 38th episode of Boys in the Know. I know we only briefly touched on me having to uh, break someone's face with a pipe, uh, but it's an ongoing <laughs> legal situation. I can't get into it right now, but I yeah, hope you have said that maybe, but their face is mostly healed. Their face looks equal bad. From before, he looks fine. He looks fine. He wasn't a handsome <laughs> fellow before. Foin. He looks fine. <laughs> he, right. he looks. He looks good. No, he's fine. Um, you know, you know, talk shit, get your face split. I always say that, and I mean it. And That's uh, you said a long time. I didn't know that it was ever going to come to anything, but I'm, yeah, I'm happy it has. Thank you for saying that because I know it, that's definitely the kind of uh, verbiage that's associated with this kind of like general shit talk with nothing behind it. But I like to say that at the end of the day, I bring that shit. I bring that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do it. I will do it. I will, I will fucking I, look at listeners at home. If you think I won't, you're fucking wrong because I fucking will. <laughs> for legal reasons, he won't. For legal reasons, I never do anything like that. But if you want to know real talk, I will fuck you up. Straight up. But maybe I, maybe I won't. <laughs> maybe I don't yeah. even do <laughs> But for the purpose of the show, this is a fictional podcast. We're all playing fictional versions of ourselves. That is something right, that right. I'd like to note. And you protected your boys when it came down to it. I protected my main boy. Sorry, Mike. I... <laughs> and um that's just how it goes it's just how it goes you mess with my family i will hit you in the face with uh a a stick of undetermined substance you know what you mess with my family a stick of vengeance so they're still conscious and then i'll burn down the building they're in so they die And that's how we do it here, guys. Thank you for listening. This is the 38th episode of Boys in the Know. Hopefully, hopefully, we do more. I have a clip show that I have not finished yet. (laughs) Maybe that'll come out. Maybe that'll be 39. Um, I would hate for 40 to be a clip show. So let's try to do another. Scarlett Scarlett Johansson is only about 38, probably. Years old? Yeah. She looks fucking awesome. Yeah. And I can't stress that enough that she's always been hot. And if I've ever said otherwise, I was lying. Shout out to Scarlett. You're a classy, uh, classy broad. If you ever heard me say that Scarlett Johansson wasn't hot, just know that like what I'm doing is lying to you. And I don't know why I'm doing that, but that's what I'm doing. And just know that I'm doing it to protect you. <laughs> anyway, we got uh, 90 seconds. Anybody got anything else to say? I know we usually uh, end on like a really punchy note <laughs> don't shop at rouse's don't shop at rouse's thank you very much good night day after day i will walk and i will play but the day 
I'm gonna add it up. I'm gonna add it up. 